0: and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. So do enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. So we uh, wrapped up our Hall- uh, Halloween edition of the show yesterday without getting to talk about any of my favorite Halloween-related topics. Well, it's still the Halloween time. I mean, people uh, is last... it? After Halloween is over, is it still the Halloween time, or is it only Halloween time up until and through Halloween? I'm talking about psychologically. Uh, People experienced Halloween,
1: the the pinnacle of Halloween, last night. Uh, Kids were coming to their door, they were asking for candy, they were dressed up in little cute little outfits. Um, All the good and the bad of Halloween occurred
0: to them last night. They are still feeling Halloween. Okay, all right. Well, then it'll be fair to talk about maybe a hell house or something like that tonight. But first, your calls, are primary. Let's go unscreen to the amplifier line. Who's this?
2: Hey, this is Matt from Illinois. Hey,
0: Matt. What's on your mind?
2: Um, I read something today about the TSA. And uh, uh-huh. I'd like to preface this by saying um, when I've been approached by people on the street who are selling jewelry, I don't buy it
3: because, okay.
2: because basically I see that our, our, in my mind that jewelry has been stolen. And I am not going to... Support them in their quest to steal from others.
0: Hmm. Makes sense. Well, I don't know if it's stolen. I think a lot of it's it, probably
1: Chinese imports, but, you know. No, no, no. He's not talking about uh, Oakley, uh, Jokely sunglasses or anything like that. When somebody comes and, you know, stops you at like a convenience store and says, Hey, yeah. I got a really great watch here. One watch. Yeah, I, ha- I see. They, they like they don't have a whole bunch of different yeah, watches. They yeah. have one watch. Gotcha.
2: Well, yeah, like what Mark's saying, right? Um and, and, happened and that's happened to me a couple of few times. Okay. And I just say, you know, I'm not interested and walk away. Okay. Because I'm really not interested. I've been I've been robbed before. Mm,
3: and it's bad and feeling.
2: I and I don't want to um encourage that, that type of behavior in others. So Absolutely. today when I read a story about the TSA selling their and, and this was what it said in the headline, selling their loot, yes, loot. online <laughs> and bids and stuff. That is exactly what I thought
0: of. You are absolutely right. Um, in fact, this is actually somewhat old news. I think we reported it, on this a year it's, ago. It's been
1: done in other um, you know, other places. Individually, right. TSA departments have done such a thing. But right. I don't
0: think they're taking your pocket knives. They're taking whatever it is they're confiscating from you, and then it's ending up on eBay.
2: Right. So my thought was that people should not... I know I know that there's going to be people that are ignorant and that go ahead and bid on it and stuff like this, and they think it's great, but well, I mean a lot of people
0: go to the auctions where the police auction off vehicles that they've seized, and that sort of thing. It's the same idea same thing right so there will never be any shortage of people that will buy the stolen loot from the government because it's legit. see it's not like buying from a real well, criminal
2: that's that's the thing is uh, right there there's a cloak of legitimacy to it right it, it's really not legitimate, it really. Is well, it's legitimate in that
0: you stolen. won't get arrested for buying it, whereas you would get arrested. For, you could be arrested if you bought stolen goods from anybody else except for the government.
2: Well, I suppose that's true. Right. That's that's not why I don't buy, or that's not why I don't buy from thieves, though. I don't buy sure. from thieves because I don't want to encourage them uh, with their behavior. Absolutely, it's so, a, it's a
0: principled action, and I totally respect you for it and agree with you.
2: So I would refuse to buy from the TSA either. And that story, I just saw it today. It kind of bothered me a little bit. I thought about it, and I just thought I'd call you guys and
0: say something Thanks for sharing, Matt. We appreciate the call, and thank you. uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Hey, got an update Mm -hmm. for you. Uh, The John Coffin case. Now, that's not a name that's going to ring any bells, uh, unless you are from our uh, former hometown of Sarasota, Florida. As you might recall, there was a case a little while ago where a gentleman had police officers, sheriff's deputies, entering his home, well, what was alleged to be illegally, and attacking his wife in the garage. He stumbled upon the scene, came out into, uh, into the garage, and went on the attack. Right. And pretty... He did a good job he, on these he cops. He looked up. whooped <laughs> yeah. up on these cops. Anyway, there's now an update. Remember,
1: remember these cops, um, essentially, they were serving a subpoena, as, as
0: I recall. I'm and, sure this will recap the story. But. Okay, go ahead. Uh, This is from the Herald Tribune, from where whence we come. John Coffin won't spend any more time in jail for beating up two sheriff's deputies inside his home, striking one in the head with a taser gun that he took from the other. Circuit Judge Rick DeFuria said at Coffin's trial Tuesday that he doesn't condone the violence against the deputies. But Coffin, who's 56, had a right to defend his family and property because the deputies had no right to be in Coffin's house in the first place, said DeFuria. Law enforcement was responsible for the chain of events here, he said. I think situations like this, or in situations like this, the officers become so frustrated that they go beyond what the law allows them to do. The fight started when Coffin heard his wife screaming in pain, went into the garage, and saw two deputies arresting her on the floor. The deputies were trying to serve Coffin with civil papers... That had been given five days earlier. They had entered the garage, even though they did not have a search warrant or an arrest warrant.
1: See now, um, arre- arrest is a legal thing to uh, like, you know, uh, um, for a cop to arrest someone, they have to be on the right side of the law. Mm-hmm. The cops were not, in fact, arresting this woman. They were assaulting her.
0: Yes, oh, so, well, they most certainly were because she was trying to get away from them. I don't know if I don't think they're telling the whole story. No, they're not. In this article, um, as I recall, she went to the door. And answered the door when these cops were there. They were asking for her husband, and she... And he, wasn't, he was not asleep or um, ill I or something. I think she might have said he was ill or in the bathroom or something like that or whatever. And she closed the door on them, and then they proceeded Goodbye. to start looking through... The garage. The, the window cracks and okay. things like that as they were poking around the rest of the property. And she at that point then came into the garage in order to close the garage door, mm-hmm. as I understand it, to secure her home from these, uh, these deputies. And that's when they stepped inside the garage, which of course was obviously not theirs uh, to do. They were legally. not welcome there. And, yes, they had been asked to leave or told that, you know, he couldn't come to the door for whatever reason. And they kept pushing it. And it was at that point that they attacked this woman and uh, started manhandling her and doing who knows what else. And this gentleman came rushing out into the garage and commenced a beating. The deputies, uh, again, had entered the garage even though they didn't have a warrant of any sort. They arrested Coffin's wife, Cynthia, who's 50, on obstruction charges, even though she had no obligation to follow their orders to bring her husband outside. Defuria said the most critical is the fact that the officers broke the law by stopping the garage door from going down. Mm-hmm. This is the equivalent of a cop putting his foot in your front door, which is a trick they use all the time. Well, not just, not just putting the foot in the front door, but then entering that door. Right, and attacking you yeah. after that. Um, and the cops do that stuff all the time, which is just reason number one to never open the door to the police. D- does not matter if they're there to just ask you questions. Let them ask them through the door. Or if you... Feel as though you must go outside and talk to the cops. Go all the way outside, lock the door behind you, and close it behind you. A jury was picked for the trial on Monday, but the judge granted a motion by Coffin's attorneys who acquitted and acquitted John Coffin on five of six felony charges on Tuesday morning. He pleaded no contest to the remaining charge of taking a taser gun from one of the deputies during the fight. Interesting. So if he hadn't have stolen the weapon from the officer, then he wouldn't have had anything that he would have been convicted of. Before handing down his uh, sentence, DeFuria asked how long Coffin spent in jail after his initial arrest. He said, you spent eight days in the Sarasota County Jail, that's your sentence, no probation. Time served. Relatives applauded, and Coffin walked out of the courthouse with only a $358 bill for court costs. So, you know... This really goes to point out that whenever you interact with bureaucrats, you are going to lose. Now, Coffin probably felt like he won that particular instance, and right? Because he, he didn't lose as nearly as
1: much as the, um, right. you know, was possible.
0: He didn't. He he certainly didn't um, do as badly as he could have, but he still lost. He still lost hundreds of dollars, and he still lost however much time he invested. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what it's like going to a criminal court trial as a defendant. But I imagine it's pretty time-consuming, and it's probably hard to get any other business done if that is something you have to do, is, is business. I don't know if he is retired or not, but either way, they sucked away his precious time, and they didn't reward him for that, not to mention he spent those eight days in jail. The sentence surprised even the defense attorneys, who had suggested that DeFuria be sentenced, or DeFuria sentenced Coffin to probation. Prosecutors had asked for more than a year of prison time because of the totality of the case and the injuries to the deputies. Two deputies testified about their injuries on Tuesday. Three blows to the head with the butt of a taser gun knocked Lutz unconscious, one of the cops, which, hey, you deserved it, punk. 800. Hey, oh, but,
1: but we're going to pay for that, too. I mean, I'm sure he's got some kind yeah, of uh, medical
0: medical program. 800-259-9231. The cops are out of line. Normally nothing happens to them. But in this case, the these cops guys were won. out of line. More on the way. Live is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. The feature's on the site for free. We've got a wiki there with over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Get interactive over at Wiki.FreeTalkLive.com. That's W-I-K-I.FreeTalkLive.com. And do you need a new computer, but you just don't seem to have the money or credit to buy one? MyPCCredit.com is your answer. Finance top quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks and no turndowns. If you're 18 years of older or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start from just $22 a month, so go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. So, giving you a little bit of uh, good news on a, a case that we've been covering since probably the very beginning on this show. In a couple of years now, I think, since this originally happened. It's a case out of Sarasota, Florida, which is where we come from. It's our hometown, if you will. See,
1: and, now, um, and another thing, you just made a point that it's been a couple of years. If you want to get justice out of the government, it's going to take you a good long time. Right. If... You know, the government brings if a charge... If you get the justice. If the government brings a charge against you, well, y- you, <laughs>
0: you can be over and done with in, in a month or two. This is true. In this particular case, a man by the name of John Coffin has been found uh, not guilty. He uh, Judge Rick DeFuria down there has basically let him off on five out of six charges. The sixth one he was given uh, time served. And what essentially happened was a couple of cops... Sheriff's deputies showed up to serve papers on this guy, and his wife wasn't interested in having him come to the door for whatever reason, so she attempted to keep the police out of her home. Now, the police didn't have a warrant to search the house or an arrest warrant or anything like that. They were just there to serve papers, and so if someone's trying to serve papers to you, the idea is to keep away from them, right? As I I understand? Well, I mean, (laughs) I guess. So, um, so the woman, his wife, was uh, trying to keep the police out. She'd closed the front door on them. They, I guess, hadn't managed to stick their foot in the door as many cops do. And then she tried to close the garage door, and it was at that point that they physically stopped the garage door from coming down. And at that point, tried to arrest, uh, this man's wife, which included uh, roughing her up apparently. And she was yelling and or screaming. And she he, was hurt by this. Um, I mean, you know, hurt. I imagine, this, uh, I imagine I imagine so. They're not usually too gentle when they put the handcuffs on. So he came running out into the garage and started bludgeoning the cops with their own uh, weapon. He snatched a taser, I guess, from the belt of one of the cops and just started hitting the cops over the head. The two deputies testified about their injuries on Tuesday. Three blows to the head with the butt of a taser gun knocked Lutz unconscious. That was the male cop, Stacy Brandow. The female told... Told the judge, I just ask that he doesn't get away with this. Assistant state attorney told the judge the case could have been over in five seconds if the coffins had simply come out and cooperated. See, it's all their fault. It's all their fault for wanting to be inside their house and not have to deal with awful police officers giving them orders from government bureaucracy. If they would have got this sick
1: guy out of bed that has difficulty even, you know, uh, he had difficulty moving around. How he managed to beat up the cops, I don't know, but that was the story. Um, You know... They, they wanted him out of bed to come get their subpoena.
0: The state attorney said that is a man who took it upon himself to beat up two police officers. Well, they were beating his wife up. Yeah. So. Two police officers that had well, trespassed. What would you do? into do? the home. See, Injuring his wife. See, the the state would have you believe that th- this is just okay behavior for the cops. That, well, since they're in uniform and carrying badges, then they can just walk into anybody's garage anytime they want to. And come inside your house, uh, no knocks necessary. And that's the direction things are going in. This is an unusual case in that the the, the good guy, the man who was defending his wife, actually won for the most part, in many of these cases, the precedent continues to be set that the cops can just keep doing things that they've never been able to do in the past, like no-knock raids. Uh, They don't even have to announce their presence, I I don't think, in many cases anymore. Or they, I think it's what, they announce and then there's two seconds that they have to wait before they kick in your door. It's Hmm. something absurd like that. It just keeps getting more and more restrictive on our freedom, and they just keep having more and more ability to just walk all over our freedom. So... Uh, DeFuria said, as the judge, that while he believed the deputy's mistakes were not intentional, the Coffins had every right to lock doors and try to close their garage door and not cooperate. He said what took place in that house was unfortunate, but Mr. Coffin had a right to resist. 800-259-9231. These guys definitely deserve a bit of applause for coming out of this with minimal damage and maybe, maybe a, little, a little bit of precedent. Maybe somebody could point to this case, uh, you know, if if they get into a similar situation where they have to defend themselves and defend their freedom against marauding police with violence. Look, I'm not somebody who advocates violence. I'm not. But using violence to defend yourself, I think, is okay. It's just that usually when it comes to the cops, you get screwed over if you do that sort of thing. So Mm. that's why this case is, is so unusual. Because the cops weren't really treated... Uh, the way they usually well, are. By the, the cops step out of line. That much is true. But the cops frequently step out of line and they're protected by the system. So that's why this is newsworthy. Wanted to bring that to you. 800-259-9231. There's all kinds of other stuff to talk about. A couple of uh, Halloween stories. Uh, apparently, Des Moines, Iowa, the Department of Revenue. Did you hear the story that they're taxing pumpkins? Oh, no. In, <laughs> I mean, the government just hates it when people have fun they just don't want it you are not allowed to have fun without paying some government bureaucrat first according to the associated press the department of revenue is taxing jack-o-lanterns this starting this halloween the new department policy was implemented after officials decided that pumpkins are used primarily for halloween decorations and not food and therefore should be taxed <laughs> mm-hmm. so <laughs> They've decided that, that
1: pumpkins are, in fact, decorations. That's right. They are not food. Mm-hmm. And the, um, I mean, well, how much money are we talking about here? How many pumpkins
0: are, where is this? Uh, Des Moines. Des Moines. So the, I guess the entire state of Des Moines. The, no, no, just the, the department's located in Des Moines. Excuse me, okay. the state of Iowa. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um,
0: <laughs> yes, I was ready to
1: get you on the, start, the entire state of Des Moines. Um, so the entire state, they um, all the pumpkins sold in the state at whatever the uh, taxable rate is, seven, eight, nine 8, 9 percent. So, you know, maybe 36, uh, 48, whatever cents per pumpkin, 50 yeah. cents per pumpkin. Yeah. They want that 50
0: cents. Yep. Yeah. They said that uh, they wanted to match what they thought the predominant use was, the bureaucrat spokes bureaucrat said. Uh, we thought the predominant use was for decorations or jack-o'-lanterns. Previously, pumpkins have been considered an edible squash. They, they are an edible squash. Exempted from the tax.
1: The department, but if I took a cucumber and decorated it, it would, you know... <laughs> well, they're going with what the majority does with pumpkins. And I, I, this is how it was at my house, or at least I think it was. Um, for At Halloween time, we would... Carve the jack-o'-lantern, keep it around for a little while mm-hmm. before it, um, you know, began to decompose or whatever. So a few days we'd have it, and then my grandmother would make a pumpkin pie out of it. Really? So, uh, you know, I've heard a now, lot of people. What do don't you believe- actually
0: make the pumpkin pie out of? Is God, it the sides
1: know. of the pumpkin or the goop in the people middle? People have questioned my memory on this one. Period. So. This is just my experience, what I believe happened, but I believe my grandmother made that jack-o'-lantern into a pumpkin. If you're,
0: if anybody, if anybody believes my story, please call in and back me up. Or if this just marks 10-year-old imagination going wild, I don't know. But we'll continue the pumpkin story here. 800-259-9231. There's, there are never enough taxes. They can never have enough, can they? What's next? you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Also, some Halloween numbers, the inevitable Hell House story, if we've got time. Of course, your calls are primary if you make them. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features there for free. Get on the updates list, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, like today. Send out an update because it is the first day of the month, and because it's the first day of the month, that means it's time to vote. Go to vote.freetalklive.com to cast your vote for the show. Last month, because of your votes, we won the first place uh, first place in the voting competition for number one podcast in the world, according to PodcastAlly.com. So that's pretty important to us. So we like to ask you to go and do it on a once-a-month basis because that's all you can do. It. It's just once a month. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com to cast your vote. For the show. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Uh, so, real quick here, finishing up this pumpkins story from Iowa. The Department of Revenue has decided to start taxing jack o' lanterns this year because previously pumpkins have been considered an edible squash and exempted from the uh, tax on. Whatever you sell in the sales tax, uh, the department ruled this year that pumpkins are now taxable, with some exceptions, if they're advertised for use as jack-o'-lanterns or decorations. Oh, okay. So that'll be easy enough, maybe for the the stores to get around. So you just need to sign for a piece
1: eating of... only. Well, so so you would would you need to sign a piece of paper to say that I'm going to eat this jack-o'-lantern <laughs> or uh, or this uh,
0: pumpkin because they're not selling jack-o'-lanterns. Wow, you're right. In fact, that is what you have to do. Iowans planning to eat pumpkins can still get a tax exemption if they fill out a form. Insane. So you want to save your 38 cents You've or whatever. You've got to hold up
1: the line for God knows right. how long while the uh, cashier, cashier digs around for the form, um, while you fill it out and sign it. God knows how long and, and, and complicated this form is. It's probably not just your quick signature, your initials at the bottom of the right. page. Right. You probably want to know your address, your name, <laughs> social security, the number. whole
0: deal. Says, uh, let's see. The new policy published in the department September newsletter. Boy, that I bet you that's exciting reading. Yeah. The Department of Revenues newsletter. Uh. Apparently, it says some um, pumpkin farmers feeling tricked this Halloween. Bob Kautz, the owner of Buffalo Pumpkin Patch, is says, I don't mind paying taxes, but let's get real here, people. He apparently zoned his farm for seven years, was particularly dismayed with the notion of requiring customers to fill out a form, verifying they planned to eat the pumpkins they were buying. (laughs) He said it's another crazy, crazy, stupid thing. Kautz said he'll estimate how many pumpkins were bought for non-food purposes and then send the tax on that amount to the revenue department. Because, like everybody else, he's a good little citizen that will do whatever it is mommy government demands of him. If business owners would just tell the government to flip off with their stupid new taxes, I would... Oh, man, that would make my day. If just a handful of business owners <laughs> would have the courage to just say no to these absurd new taxes... And let
1: the goons come in and shut them down. I didn't
0: say they should let them.
1: Well, what they are they supposed to do? Shoot, have a shootout at the OK, OK Cal, shoot Shootout at the there? pumpkin
0: patch? Yeah. It gets unfeasible, he says, for people to have small businesses. Danny Carroll, who owns Carroll's Pumpkin Farm, says he'll have to pay the sales tax out of profits. He says essentially they just reduced our income by six percent. It's too bad, but it's not surprising. Other Iowa pumpkin sellers also expressed confusion about the new policy. Some of them said they were unaware of it. A few said they've been charging the tax this Halloween season, and few customers have complained. None said they're asking customers to fill out the tax exemption certificate. Mulvey said department officials don't know right, how so much. they're not even giving the customers the option. They said they don't know how much extra revenue to expect from the pumpkin tax. Mm. So, just awful news. Awful people. These government people. They, they never stop. 1-800-259-9231. They, they
1: really don't. And, you know, the taxes... When do you, he- when do you hear about the old taxes going away? <sighs> never, ever. It's always the new tax that they're bringing around. When's it going to be too much? Right. At, at what point has the United States actually slipped into socialism?
0: Well, one could argue we are already in socialism. It's just not complete and total socialism, which I don't know
1: what makes for complete and total socialism. Yeah, I don't know Ta- the taking of every dollar I that think... every person makes at all times and then redistributing it. I guess evenly. that would be communism,
0: right? I, I don't know. I'm not sure, Mark. I just uh, it's just depressing when you see stories like this. It's just terrible. And and again, my question is, when is it too much? And who will decide when it's too much? Because these business owners, they just keep bending over. These are the people that are essentially acting as collections agents for the government. They're the ones going, jumping through the hoops, collecting these tax dollars, filling out whatever forms they need to fill out in order to submit it to the Department of Revenue and, you know, putting it into the mail and doing it by a certain date or else they'll face penalties. I mean, I I can't imagine. I've never run – I've worked in retail, but I've never actually run a retail store. So I don't know what the the laws are like. I don't know how oppressive they are. I don't know what the, the hoops they are they have to jump through. But they just keep putting up more hoops. Oh, look, these business people—they're jumping through this hoop now. Let's put another one up. Yep. New one. (laughs) Oh, okay. You have to pay taxes on your employees and social security and this and that and income tax and withdraw—you know, withholding and so on. Oh, now we're going to tax you on pumpkins. Now we're going to tax you on something else. Okay, you know, they just—somebody is going to have to put their foot down at some point because the Republicans and Democrats that are being elected are not doing it. Whoever it is that they're electing in Iowa or any any other of the 49 states, they're not stopping these taxes. So it, at some point, it's going to come to the people to say, "No, I've had it. I'm not paying anymore. No more. Or I'll pay you, but I'm only paying what I paid you in 1990." You know, somebody needs to just put a stop to this. And yes, I understand it's a scary thing, right? Because then they're gonna send the cops after you to shut your business down. And if you don't shut your business down, I guess the cops are gonna ticket you, maybe arrest you. I, I don't Nothing has anyone good. ever done this? Has anyone ever anyone in the history of business, it has to have happened at some it, absolutely point. Absolutely they've done it, and you can believe that the results have not been good. I would like to know one of those stories, if there is a it's story It's probably out there. a
1: fine, $1,000 per day for not paying your taxes properly, right. and then they put this huge amount of... They put a lien on your property right. if you own it, and uh, then they snatch know, it from you. I mean, that's it. Yeah. The government does, has, they've got two tricks up their sleeve. Now, they'll, they'll fine you yeah, and do, threats and violence. Right. They've got, they'll fine... That's it. I mean, you've got... Basically, they'll confiscate all your property... These are, this is the final punishment. They'll give you a fine. If you pay the fine, that's fine. But if you don't pay the fine, then in the end, you know, they'll, put a, they'll, they'll charge you with all kinds of stuff, and, mm-hmm. and it, it'll result in them taking all, of, all most or all of your property, or they'll put you in jail for some
0: indeterminate amount of time. That's their two tricks. Right. And then if you are, let's just say you are a pumpkin patch. Let's say you're somebody who's buying wholesale pumpkins, and you don't actually have any property to take. Let's say you're a renter and mm-hmm. you're just going out on the side of the road setting up shop and selling pumpkins right and you're not you're not collecting the tax and you aren't going to collect the tax and they come along and they say $1000 a day sir and they give you your ticket or whatever and then you tell them to screw off that you're not going to pay their little tax and you're not going to pay their fine
1: you don't have to be poor to do this you could have uh, set up some something through like keepyourassets. Is it dot keepyour, keepyourassets.net, keepyourassets.net? Yeah. yeah um you know to to protect your assets
0: um but but I'm just just curious. So if the guy doesn't have any money to take and they keep coming around trying to collect the fines from him, eventually they're going to, tr- to sh- have to shut him down. They're going to have to put a stop to it. And at that point, then you've got the cops arresting a businessman for selling pumpkins on the side of the road. What have we come to in this country? The sad part is if it actually did come to that, if, if somebody if a business owner did have the courage to say no to the cops and refused to pay the fines and continued operating his business in the in the in spite of what the government was demanding from him then inevitably what you'd have is this attitude from the rest of the populace, the rest of the sheeple, if you will, that, Hey, that's not fair! He's not paying his taxes like I have to! Put him in jail! Lock him up forever! I
1: don't think that everybody would feel that way. No, Uh, the sheeple would feel that
0: way. A lot of people would. Well, you know, the, the sort of... The indignant jerks that feel like you owe something to the government and you deserve to pay, you have to pay your fair share. And if you don't pay your fair share, you should be locked in a prison cell. It's just madness. It's it's some sort of disease, some statist infection that has infected all of the, I mean, almost all of the populace in this country, and I don't know what's going to turn it around. I really don't. I mean, even if Ron Paul wins in 2008, that's not going to stop state sales taxes and these state bureaucrats from. But he has he has the biggest microphone in the country. He can talk about how taxes are, uh, you know, forced and no. you know how the marketplace works. I know that more people are listening and paying attention to the message of liberty now than ever before. So, hopefully, that's a sign that we're moving in the right direction. And it's just when you see stories like this, you just you gotta shake your head. What's next? What else can they tax? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we would love for you to... Go and visit us online and shop at our store, store store.freetalklive.com. All kinds of great Free Talk Live merchandise like hats and T-shirts and hoodies and more, including uh, classic archive DVD collector sets, all there, store.freetalklive.com. As we continue, we go to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Bill, listening in Boston on WBNW. Hey, Bill.
4: Bill in Boston. Hey, how you
0: doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight?
4: Um, you know, I heard you talking about the pumpkins and uh, how overreaching the government has become, and uh, I just wanted to re- relate a few stories. Sure. W- one of the things that the government gets when they start reaching that far is they uh, start forcing people, otherwise ethical people, to start uh, behaving unethically. Um, I work uh, I've worked in a several small companies, and uh, I'm a very ethical person, and I, I try to live my life hard. But the government has... I'm not sure how familiar I was. with it, but the government has a uh, tremendous amount of requirements for small businesses as far as uh, reporting and surveys, and they call them uh, they call them voluntary, but they're not. You actually get in a lot of trouble if you don't fill these things out.
0: <laughs> now, wait a minute. Is this the Massachusetts state government or federal government?
4: Nope, federal government. Okay. And They come in, they say at the top, there's voluntary surveys, and I, I make a point of always throwing them in the trash, and then I get a second one and a third one. But by the time you get the third one, <laughs> you're in a lot of trouble, and, uh, and I fill it out, but it's it's one of many things, like you say, making people fill out forms to buy pumpkins or, in this case, uh, all these different surveys they want you to fill out. Um, they're not voluntary. They're actually required. And what they get in return is uh, is people uh, fill out bad information. In the case of pumpkins, I would make it a point of, of filling out that form and saying that I was not going that I was going to get that pumpkin right. just to avoid the tax. I mean, sure. they, they create a behavior. They take otherwise ethical people and they actually force them to behave in ways they normally wouldn't.
0: That's an interesting point. Uh, though I don't know, is it unethical to lie to the government? <laughs>
4: I honestly, I can say this with, honestly, I don't lie to anyone about virtually anything, and yes, I do lie to the government.
3: Right. I you didn't answer I, my question, I do not though. think
4: it's unethical. No, I do. I, my point is I'm an ethical person. I do not think it's unethical. It right, to
1: because it that's, it. that's the thing is if a guy's on the street with a gun pointed at you and uh, says, hand over your wallet, and you hand right. over your wallet, but you happen to have a couple of hundred dollar bills folded up in your front pocket, and he says, right. do you have any more money? And you say, no, I don't, sir. You haven't done anything wrong.
4: You no, haven't, you haven't.
1: And and that's what they're doing. They're using. I mean, that's essentially force. They're either going to, like I said earlier, lock you up or try to confiscate all your property. Are there two little tricks? If they're going to do a- these things, absolutely. They're a robber.
4: A- ab- absolutely. That's a, that's a great analogy. Well, I bought a uh, I bought a condo as an investment. Uh, as an investment a number of years ago, mm. and since then they've changed all the rules. Where basically. <laughs> Uh, since I'm considered extremely wealthy now, which of course I'm not, uh, but you know, after you get over a certain amount of income, you're not allowed to take all the same deductions that everyone else takes. Mm-hmm. So basically what the they're saying is, if you work hard and get successful, we therefore take away your ability to write off all this stuff, right? Sure, yeah. Well, you know, I, I find other ways to write it off. And again, I don't think that's unethical. I mean, they're... they're they're constantly thinking up new taxes, and, and and you know if you don't think the people ever wonder why people run pizza parlors have so much money. It's because it's a cash business, and cash businesses are great, you know. And and most yeah. people are ethical people, but they're being forced to do something they don't want to do.
0: Absolutely, it's a brilliant point. Thank you for the call, Bill. We really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight hundred two five. Yes, sir. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't think anyone's ever made that point on the air. I mean, most people deal with each other on a voluntary basis, Mm -hmm. and they get along, and they're honest in their dealings, and the marketplace helps keep people honest, because if you are dishonest with your customers, word of mouth is going to spread and ruin your reputation, and people aren't going to come back. So you've got an interest to be... There's an interest in being honest with your customers. But when it comes to the gangsters in government demanding things from you, then all of a sudden you're forced to deal in a dishonest fashion in order to... Keep as much of your hard-earned money as you possibly can. Right. It's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it, but in any other situation, if you weren't dealing with people threatening to use force on you, then those same actions would be unethical, and they would be wrong. But now there's this weird twist in there, like, well, it's technically an unethical action, but because you're being forced into that situation, it's not. Then it's just damage control. That's all it really is. It's just damage control. These business owners that are fudging the forms a right. little bit here and there. As far
1: as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with uh, being... Uh, you know inventive on your tax forms whatever cheating
0: you're cheating the tax system
1: well you know uh, the, the same people that say that they make their fair share they make their own concessions for themselves no they i just don't want you to make they just want you to pay
0: i'm honest with my tax forms i don't know what you're talking about right and that person is lying
1: <laughs> you know i mean they're gonna they're gonna be as um liberal with themselves with their own tax form as they want they just want you to pay and that's this is one of those things of the, you know, the people that are la- labeled um, liberals out there and labeled conservatives, it's difficult to know what these terms even yeah. mean. But the fact is, um, y- you know, these liberals, as they um, are called, these progressives, they're being generous with other people's money. Oh, That's yeah. when, they, when they vote for things like, oh, we need this program or that program. They're just giving away other people's money, whereas... Conservatives, fiscal conservatives, um, are generally the most generous people in the most generous
0: country in the world. Believe it or not, that's what the statistics show. It, absolutely true. And those are people that self-identify in that way. Right. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's not to say that, that liberals wouldn't be... Generous in the absence of government programs, it's just that they chalk up the government program as well. They're taking care of the poor right. Sometimes people. Sometimes I, I don't say have to myself,
1: to. you know, I just don't feel obligated to donate to the, um, this or that because the government's already taking enough of my money for that crap. Right. You know, they're wasting it, um, the vast majority
0: of whatever it is that they're taking from me. But that's not my fault. I'm trying to make it here. Let's continue with the phone calls. You can bring up anything. I'll talk to Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live, Bill. Hello, Bill, Oklahoma. Going once. Do we have Bill in Oklahoma? Going twice? Apparently right. not. Try him again uh, some other time. Alright, so we're still talking Halloween. Lots to talk about in the world of Halloween. Didn't get to cover much of this last night. Uh this from the San Francisco Chronicle. Keith McCullough buttoned up a black cassock and set a white miter on his head, admiring himself in the mirror while his wife Connie Freeman scoured the shelves at costumes on height for something trampy to elicit the desired shock value for Halloween. It's the juxtaposition, the yin and the yang of it, said McCallop as Freeman chose the clingy gown and black wig of that dark temptress to Elvira. So basically the Pope going together with Elvira. Oh, be interesting. Uh, as children of all ages prepare for this festival of tricks and treats, retailers from coast to coast are rubbing their hands in glee, expecting U.S. consumers to spend $5 billion on costumes, candy, cards, and celebrations, according to an estimate by the National Retail Federation. Now, you understand that a lot of people are very upset by this, right? That there's so much money being spent on right. Halloween? Why it's consumerism! Th- uh, you shouldn't be buying
1: things! Why would those people give a damn what other people are spending their money on? It it, it the whole concept that people go out and buy things that they want bothers people. I don't understand. You, you know, I, I guess the idea is that uh, the products that those people are buying are consuming the natural resources that belong to all of us. Well. You know, that's really the problem, is that natural resources, in fact, are owned publicly and in common in any way, shape, or form at
0: all. I think that the, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I'm sure there's a, a segment of people that feel that way, but I do, there's also a segment of people that feel as though that you're losing your identity con, to consumerism. That uh, by buying all of these mass marketed products, that you you're losing yourself, uh, you're losing your identity. Even though one could make the, co- the counter argument that you're that there's such a variety of products that you can purchase for yourself that you can identify yourself very originally by the products that you purchase for yourself.
3: So,
1: right. And there's there's probably, there. there's probably people out there um, that are the sort of uh, I don't know how to describe them, uh, regressive Luddite, mm-hmm. um, sorts that I want things to be the way they were at the happiest That's moment in factor. my life. Yep. Um, you know, so kids made their costumes, uh, at home, uh, people carved their pumpkins together as a group in a family. Not that every family carved all their pumpkins together or anything like that, but at this one perfect moment that they either imagine in the, um, or they had in their, their life, right. they want the holiday to be just like
0: that right, whatever. all about the homemade costumes in the pumpkin carvings instead of all these prefab costumes that you have to just go and buy off a shelf like as though that's a bad thing right, like now you which, don't have to spend all that time which, making the damn costume
1: i'm fine and i i think that's great you know if you want to have that with your children or you want to no share no one is stopping you right if you want to share that experience that you had with other people fine but to get indignant about it and then hope to uh you know make rules that other people have to follow is just disgusting right.
0: Right, everyone else should have to make their own costumes. Well, according to the National Retail Federation, uh, Halloween, while it's still mainly about the kids, they're noticing more and more that it's becoming a big party for adults, especially young adults. Uh, Even pets are getting into the act, say they. (laughs) For all the excitement yeah, I surrounding... love the
1: pet costumes uh, on the internet when you get to see the pictures of them. I think it's great.
0: For all the excitement surrounding the holiday, Halloween remains a child at the cash register compared with Christmas, Thanksgiving, and the other winter holidays that by the Foundation estimates should spark a total of $474 billion in spending compared to $5 billion for Halloween. For instance, the Foundation expects the average adult to spend 816 on the year-end post-Thanksgiving holidays compared with $64.82 per person, up from 59.06 last year on Halloween. Halloween. Halloween, that's, you know, that's a pretty significant spending increase. Of course, inflation could be a factor, too. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Hell houses and your calls, we got them lined up. We'll take them. Hour number two is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You, as always, can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. And that is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we roll right into the phone calls to start things out this hour, go to Bill in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Freetalk Live. Hello.
5: Do we be me this time.
0: We do. What's on your mind?
5: Awesome. Well, first of all, I wanted to thank Mark for... Uh Remembering me this evening on the last segment uh, when he was talking about flipping through forms for the pumpkins in, uh, in Iowa, it kind of reminded me of a uh, a movie that I watched in the, eight, uh, from the 80s. It was uh, Fast Times at Richmond High uh, in the fast food scene where uh, Judge Reinhold is trying to fill out that uh, money-back money guarantee form. And that just kind of brought it back to uh, mind. So uh, thank you, Mark, for that. You're um, welcome. I've heard
0: that's a good movie. I have not ever seen it, though.
5: Yeah, last it's time. it's 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 a classic. Uh the reason what I, I want to know
0: was, is who would name their kid judge? What kind of a name is that?
5: An attorney, maybe? I
1: I I think you should name I think a good name for a boy would be Senator.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um well last time, well to catch people up with the speed, that's time I called in, I wasn't feeling quite myself. I was um celebrating a birthday and um oh, yeah. I was um,
0: Yeah, yeah, you're twenty nine, right?
5: Yeah, well yes. I I turned thirty, but yeah. Oh okay. Um well while I was preaching to the spirits of an unholy kind, uh, somebody in my family thought highly of me to give me a stock in Google.
3: Okay. Hmm. So I,
5: I got this uh, stock in Google that I didn't have to pay a dime for, and so I'm not taking this interest in the stock market. Well, today, as it turns out, the, our, our lovely Federal uh, Reserve, the the, the the institution we all love so well, um, has pumped an additional forty-one billion dollars into the uh, into the nation's economy, driving <sighs> my stock down.
3: Mm.
1: Wow! It'll come back.
5: Well, here's what I kind of thought was interesting was that this was the same body, the same uh, governed body that just the day before cut interest rates. So, what exactly were they trying to accomplish? Uh, they were trying to save somebody money for uh, by. Uh, Cutting the interest rates right. the day before, but then they offset it by increasing my inflation the day after.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Who knows what
3: they Yeah, but people
1: doing. don't notice the uh, they. They really don't understand that uh, them pumping more money into the uh, uh, the economy actually devalues the money that they yeah. have.
0: Yeah. I just thought
5: it was t- totally just. Asinine, oh, it's, but, insane. You know, that's it's an insane system.
0: Yep, Interesting observation, Bill. Any other thoughts tonight?
5: No, that's it. Thanks, Thanks guys. for the
0: call, Thank dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Look, I'm no stock trader, but I've heard that Google one's pretty good.
1: Well, it's a good company, then it's likely going to be a good stock. I mean, obviously, there's ups and downs from day to day. you know, when you pick a company that you like that's providing a good product, Chances are good that you're going to make some
0: money. Hey, since we're talking money, how about that oil, huh? How about that uh, barrel price? Almost. Almost 100 bucks. Would that go up $10 in a week? Probably just going to continue to go up. Wow. And it, we're going to feel it at the pump soon enough. 800 They say two- if we
1: attack Iran, then it's going to go to $200. I'm barrel.
0: not attacking Iran. I don't know about you. United States of America. All righty. The government. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Dave in Athens, listening on W A I S, Athens, Ohio. Dave, hello.
6: Hi guys. This year we had five hundred nineteen arrests on the Halloween bash on the road.
0: There was five hundred nineteen arrests in in Ohio.
6: Yeah, on the road into Athens for the Halloween bash on Saturday.
0: Now Athens is a college town, is it not? Yeah. Is that what it is? Primarily college kids. Yeah.
6: What were they arrested college. for?
0: Huh? What were the most of the arrests for?
6: Some drugs, and a couple of fugitives were arrested. Were
0: they stopping everyone?
6: The way I read it, they were stopping certain ones that were heading for Athens. Hmm. Hmm. Which is a uh, police checkpoint technically considered unconstitutional.
3: Well,. Yeah,
0: I don't know about that because they've been doing them for years, so you'd think someone would have challenged them by now. But these uh, are these is this isn't unprecedented. I mean, they've uh, they've they've harassed concert goers in other states. Uh, if they know that there's some some shindig going on, they'll put up a roadblock and they'll just they'll just check everybody out and shake people good. down. It doesn't make it right, but that's what they do. No, nope. and they get away with it time and time again. Dave, but thanks for calling, man. the good the thing in. is,
3: at
6: the Halloween base, there was only 30 arrests.
0: Wait, when was it? When were there 30 arrests?
6: Saturday night.
0: Versus last night where there were 500?
6: Uh, versus last Thursday through Saturday on the highway.
0: Mm. Yikes. Thanks for the story. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Jorge <laughs> in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Jorge in Florida.
7: Hello? Hey. John Hannity?
8: <laughs> <laughs> I like the speaker's analogy.
0: You should know better between his show and our show. He always talks what? What? to politicians, and we don't like them.
8: You, is that you and you? It is. <laughs> is that you and the free dog? Yes. What? What? What
3: the free dog?
0: How was your Halloween? I like right? the free dog? <laughs> you know, you know, you know. How you, what, what did you dress up as? Did you get to do anything exciting for Halloween? Let me guess. I dressed up
8: as a Mexican. I you dress, dress, yeah. dressed yeah. up yeah. as a, <laughs> a drunk Mexican,
0: right. <laughs> yeah,
8: the Mexican. Hey oh, man, I love the free talkers. What are you guys talking about? Freedom?
0: <laughs> we, Liberties? Yeah, well, maybe here and there. Halloween, actually. Uh, I love actually. it, guys. We were actually talking right. about Halloween, and, uh, and we're going to get into the hell houses. Are you familiar with those?
5: Hey, hell uh, House? Yeah. I do not know what do you see. Tell me. Well, it's where the Jesus people. Hey, him, for... I don't really
0: care. Can I
1: tell
8: Mark a joke? <laughs> hey, Mark! Mark, I have a joke with you. I'm ready. Yes. Why did the chicken cross the road?
1: I don't know why.
8: Yeah, no, I don't say who's there.
1: What's that? Uh, yeah, one more time. You're, you're
8: supposed to say who's there.
1: Oh, Who's oh, there? I'm sorry. sorry. All All
8: who's right. there? Right.
1: Why did the chicken cross the
8: road? Who's there? Because. He wanted to get to the
0: other side. That's excellent. How'd you think that one up? Oh Thanks God for the call. God. What happened to my rim shot? <laughs> oh, I had the volume turned down. Damn it. That was the one time I always I was going to have the rim shot at the right time, and my volume was turned down. I even have a nice new rim shot that sounds better than my that, that old That is a nice one. Yeah. All right. 800-259-9231. <laughs> so, yeah, anything goes on Free Talk Live. Right. <laughs> Whether it be... I don't know. The joke was a little lacking.
1: No, no. The, the joke before that. He asked you a question. Oh, said, yeah. That oh, was good. No, I didn't yeah. really care. Let me ask yeah. my good joke that that was funny.
0: Right. That was. 800 259 9231. So, yeah, you can go all about anything. It doesn't matter if it's liberty related or whatever. Hellhouses. That's an okay topic. Donuts. Whatever you want. Cindy Cathard, according to uh, USA Today, was angry with God. And on the brink of divorce and suicide on October 30th, 1998, when her nephew dragged her to a hell house. Though raised Lutheran, she'd repeatedly refused her sister's invitations to come to church and had no desire for a relationship with God. All of that changed as she walked through hell house. Hell houses are intended to literally scare the hell out of people. (laughs) Participants walked through several scenes depicting the consequences of things like abortion, homosexuality, and drunkenness. She says, as I went from scene to scene, God just started working on my heart and showing me that it's not him that caused this. It was the lack of having God in my life. Mm. By the time she reached the heaven scene, Cathcart was on her knees, begging God for forgiveness and asking Jesus for salvation. While some Christians aren't certain what to make of Halloween, unsure whether to embrace or ignore all the goblins and ghoulishness, some evangelical churches use October 31st as a day to evangelize. Pastor Kenan Roberts of the New Destiny Christian Center in Thornton, Colorado, who created Hell House as an outreach tour and uh, tool in 1995, said, Hell House is not a celebration of Halloween. It's not a, even a Halloween event. It's the church taking advantage of America's cultural influence of the haunted house. It's the church absolutely capitalizing on the time of year. Well, yeah, that's, at least he, uh, he's I mean, honest. Th- yeah, that's, that's what's happening. Like Roberts, Terry Long, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Salt Lake City, believes the church can turn Halloween into something good. Because there's something bad about Halloween, see? Right, that's, that's the idea. creatures going bump
1: in the night. Well, Satan. That's the whole idea, is that in, somehow or another it's satanic. And, you know, I... It, it, to me that Wasn't it's just princess
0: a, the number one costume?
1: It, 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 with four million. You know, four million princess costumes were worn yesterday by little girls across the nation um, who obviously are celebrating a satanic holiday. I, I, you know, I just don't understand this kind of gobbledygook. These right. are the people that won't let their kids um, read
0: uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> I, I these are understand. those people. Now, I mean, how crazy is this? What is it exactly about... Maybe you're one of these evangelical Christians. What is it about... Halloween that is satanic in your mind. Is it the candy? Well it's a is pagan it the holiday. Dressing up. Well so is Christmas eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Back before it was called Christmas at least. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, you take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online. The bulletin board system is available for you with over a quarter of a million posts. Lots of stuff to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: Today's businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of consumers who fail to pay their bills. You may believe that this debt only affects those industries and businesses. However, when people do not pay their bills, all customers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So, if you have, know, or know of any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-cost, no-obligation proposal. SACL CAI, where we reposition companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI.
0: 800-259-9231. Are you one of those people that believes that Halloween is satanic? If so, why? Is it because little kids are getting dressed up in costumes with horns and spiky, pointy tails and devil outfits? I mean, is that what makes it satanic, the fact that there are scary monster outfits? Or is there something inherently satanic about walking around asking people for candy? Or is it something else entirely? Carving pumpkins with evil looking faces is that satanic as well that's what i just want to know really what is it about halloween if if there were no evil monster outfits would it still be a satanic holiday is it something is there something inherently satanic about dressing up as something you are not I don't know. I, I, I just want to know what their rationale is. If right. The idea any. that
1: it, uh, it's a pagan holiday, like you said, it's fallacious because all our holidays are in fact pagan holidays, and they've all been co-opted by, um, you know, the the church. Um, this Halloween was not, in fact, co-opted by the church. Is Maybe that, that's why they're upset. Is that why it uh, makes? Is that what makes it satanic? That it's a, sort of a spooky um, harvest holiday kind of thing. I, I mean, what? What the hell?
0: Well, Terry Long, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Salt Lake City, believes the church can turn Halloween into something good. He says he says instead of cursing the darkness, just turn on the light. Each year, Long's church hosts a Halloween alternative, Hallelujah party. Said Kim Giebler, who helps coordinate the event, cited Romans 12:21 as their theme: Do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The annual Hallelujah Party allows about 1,000 kids to experience the usual Halloween costumes and candy, but also includes an invitation for them to ask Jesus to be their savior. Now, do they allow kids with devil outfits into the party, or do they get turned away?
1: I, I imagine that's not uh,
0: um, really, you know,
1: they, they they frown on that.
0: So they don't, I, mean, I don't know. I would think they would allow, I mean, if you showed up at this Hallelujah Party, wouldn't they want to save you, so wouldn't they want to allow you in there? In I devil suppose. costume?
1: But what if you were a member of the youth group in the church, and you were just sort of one of the tr- troublemaking Troublemakers, kids? like I was? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Though many at Calvary Chapel participate in the party, some stay home. Long has no condemnation for people who opt out of the Halloween alternative. Rather, he encourages them to pray for the event's success. Mike Gilbert Smith, assistant pastor at the Capitol Hill Baptist Church in Washington, D.C., said that although his church doesn't sponsor a Halloween alternative, church members have found their own ways of dealing with the holiday. Do Sat- uh, do, do Satanists deal with Easter? I mean, are there protests on Christmas and 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 Easter because there are, people are offended by the Christians having themselves a little holiday? Where are the where are the Satan outreach uh, centers on Easter? Well, I thank God there are no <laughs> Satanist outreach anythings. Well, first of all, Satanism actually doesn't have anything to do with the. Character of Satan. Well, that's I not exactly
1: it. true. There's all kinds of different, different Satanists out there. Some of, uh, some of right whom worship, uh, you know, some kind of fictitious, weird demon you're right, thing. You're right. And uh, others. There just aren't enough of them really of to whom, speak you know, of. This period. Anthony Levey uh, and, and Antoine and, and whatever Antoine LeVay. He, um, you know, his is a
0: sort of a secular humanist thing that you know uses the term Satanism, but whatever. Well. Again, this other church in D.C. doesn't sponsor an initiative. Some use trick-or-treating as an evangel- evangelistic opportunity, giving out Bible tracts with candy. Others celebrate Reformation Day, recognizing now, I, I
1: don't th- have um, – there's there's a set of tracts out there, and I, I don't remember off the top of my head. The chick ones? Yeah, the chick – is is it the, the little, cartoons, little right? books? I don't know. I don't know if they come in book form. I imagine they do. Okay, there's a, the little tiny books. That, yeah. um, you know, they, the cartoons, have, right? Yeah, they have the comic books. Yeah. I have always liked those, you know, even though they're, uh, you know, they they don't necessarily espouse things that I believe. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of liked those um, and, and enjoy getting them. But why? Why? I like to actually read, read them. Yeah, I I find them entertaining. So, what is Isn't one of the the things where they, they try to
0: teach you a little lesson, right? Well, of course, like Johnny I mean it,
1: shouldn't steal. Well, no, it, it's more uh, it's more Jesus-y biblical le- um, lesson, and they often have little uh, drawn up demons in them and things. Because gotcha. you know, I was I was thinking about this and. Um, I I was watching something on YouTube or uh, something like that. It got me to thinking, you know, it takes a step of faith to uh, believe that there's a God. Mm -hmm. It takes an additional step of faith to believe that there's a devil out there, you know, mixing it up, trying to do bad things to you. I'm not willing to quite go that far. Um There's an additional step of faith to believe that there's this God and this devil have on their team angels and demons Mm -hmm. who are, and and then to believe that those angels and demons interact with uh, humans to cause good and bad things to happen and tempt you. I don't know.
0: I don't know if there are steps there. I think that you can take one step and jump right into it all. Well, it, it. uh, I suppose you could go ahead and. I mean, do that. if you believe in the but fantasy it's concept, belief. it's all fantasy. It's all fantasy, though. It's just different levels of fan or different uh, aspects to the fantasy.
1: And by the way, there's an additional step. Um, people that believe in exorcisms and things mm-hmm. like that, they believe that they can control these angels and demons. Oh, right. right? They, they, they they through the power, shaking
0: some book at them or uh, through the holy power water. Of their
1: voice as uh you know. Children of God, they in fact can control the angels and demons, right. and uh, you know send them on their way and do whatever it is that they have want to do. Have you seen
0: the uh, the Penn and Teller BS on exorcism? I haven't. You should. Uh, no. It's very entertaining. Well, uh, they actually have video footage of these things. Yeah. Well, it's uh, essentially it? what essentially what it amounts to the the exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they essentially amount to a, uh, a priest or whoever abusing somebody, physically abusing <laughs> them. And just shaking them by the shoulders and a lot of throwing people, cold water in their face and doing all kinds of. Just a lot of awful people things. go
1: um to, in front of the you know um, whomever is doing the exorcism and they're done in all kinds of Christian uh, denominations.
0: Uh, a lot of people go willingly in order to be mm-hmm. exorcised. Yes, um, and then they perform. Then they perform and they act as though the they're possessed. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, uh, let's continue here. Still, Speaking some tongues. Apparently, a father of three, Gilbert Smith, said he and his family don't celebrate Halloween. He doesn't see a point in doing so and would have to have some positive reasons before getting involved. Oh, you know, positive reasons like fun? Good time for your kids? Still, Gilbert Smith knows the decision of whether or not to celebrate or even recognize Halloween can be a challenge for some Christians. He suggested people ask themselves one question. Quote, What would your involvement or non-involvement be telling people about your stance toward evil? On the night of October 31st, Doug Phillips will spend the evening like he would on any other night with family devotions. That sounds like fun. Phillips, president of <laughs> Vision People, a rock at the Phillips house. A Texas-based organization <laughs> dedicated to restoring biblical family values might tell his children his eight children stories about Martin Luther and other reformers, but other than that life will run as normal. Phillips enjoyed Halloween celebrations as a child, but when he became a Christian, he decided they were unwise and inconsistent with biblical Christianity. What a jerk. So he he enjoyed halloween as a kid and then decided he was going to deprive his kids of that same experience because he's more educated now that he's an adult. So, wait a minute, he turned out okay, right? Can't you just tell your kids, "We're not going to wear any spooky ghoulish costumes?" And then, you know, there must be leave it something inherently wrong with getting dressed up, right? What is it? Can you explain it to me, please? This is free talk live. control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, broadband version, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. And Freetalk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Talking about those crazy evangelical Christians and uh, the way they handle
1: Halloween. It's not every evangelical Christian. Um, You know, some some do, some don't. Okay,
0: well, I, that's why I said evangelical instead of yeah. saying those crazy Christians. I know. But okay, I was trying, I was trying, Mark, to back away from painting all Christians with this anti-Halloween brush.
1: I'm I'm sure it's some evangelicals, some not, and some you know that would just be consider themselves regular Protestants, and some who aren't. You know, just you know, I am confused,
0: know. and and no one is called in to uh, to talk about this. Maybe we just don't have a large evangelical listening audience, but. I'm just confused as to what it is that parents are so concerned with. They, let me give you an example. Father of three, a guy named Gilbert Smith. Gilbert Smith is his last name said he has he and his family don't celebrate Halloween. That uh, instead they uh, they I don't know they do things at home together. He says that he doesn't see a point in doing so and would have to have some positive reasons for Getting involved. Still, he knows the decision of whether or not to celebrate Halloween could be a challenge. He suggested that people ask themselves a question What would your involvement or non involvement be telling people about your stance toward evil? These people seem to want to save people from other people from Halloween. Do, do they believe that? That kids are going to go out trick-or-treating, collect a bunch of candy, and then later on in the evening attend a dark mass with a sacrifice? I mean, really, there's no door to go in. You you can't pass through some sort of door in your mind and go down the road to just evil... Terrible things because you're going around taking candy from people that are offering it to you. I mean, what do they think's going to happen here? How many kids end up in the middle of a forest clearing at midnight on Halloween, killing goats with a with a a hunting knife? I mean, how does this happen? Has this ever happened?
1: I suppose that the idea is is that um, you know Halloween includes in it you know this. Sort of embracement of uh the idea of darkness you know which is um, spell casting uh summoning of demons and uh, <laughs> ghosts and and that kind of nonsense um, and and those people consider that to be evil. I would consider the participation in those sort of activities to be well somewhere along the line of insane, um, but you know if somebody wants to do such a thing, fine and dandy, it just doesn 't make any sense to me. But I don't believe in ghosts and demons and stuff like that. I mean, if these people want to, uh, you know, look into something that's not being, you know, that's sort of being covered up, I suggest going where, um, you know, there's an obvious,
0: uh, you know, obvious cover cover up and uh, check out Bigfoot. (laughs) Phillips uh, enjoyed, one of the other Christians, enjoyed Halloween celebrations as a child, but when he became a Christian, decided to prevent his kids from involvement because he believes they're unwise and inconsistent with biblical Christianity. He says, it's about what saith the scripture. He actually said saith, (laughs) S-A-I-T-H.
1: Well that's because it's because God spoke through King James.
0: He says go to the Bible and ask yourself the question if all I had was the Bible to lead me to a wise conclusion where would I end up? While Phillips commented, uh, commended sharing Bible tracks with neighbors on Halloween. He doesn't think Christians should take on the exteriors of the occult to reach non-Christians. See, it's, it's for him, it's too un-Christian to put a little spooky ghost hanging outside or a little cobweb action to encourage kids to come up and take your Jesus tracks. That's too far. It's too far down the road to Satan. To, you can't let you're going to get pulled in if you do that. Careful now. Can
1: you turn on the your porch light and have a bowl <laughs> of candy? Because I don't think that either one of those connotates any kind of... uh, um, Is the carving
0: of pumpkins? The sweet tooth is one of the roads to Satan, Mark. You just don't understand. Well... That's uh, how he gets those kids. When it comes to evangelism, he says it isn't anything goes. Perhaps, said Steve Russo, the author of Halloween, what's a Christian to do? That's right. They actually have Books. Uh, instructing Christians on what to do on Halloween. Of course they do. But, they have books on anything that anybody will buy a book on. On one of the darkest nights of the year, he says, why not talk about the light of the world? Jesus. As an evangelist, I would say, what a great opportunity we have. Russo doesn't think Christians need to completely abandon traditional Halloween activities. Rather, he thinks they can find a balanced, reasonable approach to Halloween without celebrating its darker aspects. His 11-year-old daughter plans to go trick-or-treating early this year, an activity Russo says can be safe and fun with parental monitoring. He says, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Almost a decade after her conversion, Cathcart is still married and now serves as a Bible study coordinator at Roberts Church. Rather than trick-or-treating, she opts for helping with the Hell House on Halloween, saying, Sometimes we have to use extreme measures to save God's people. After all, if someone were in a burning house, would you quietly say, Come out, you will die? No, you'd run in there with your arms waving and screaming to the top of your lungs, grabbing them if need be to save them from an untimely death. Yes, that's what people believe. Why don't they go around and Some people believe. why don't they go around and like reverse trick or treat? Has anyone ever tried that one, where you could go around and knock on people's doors and hand them a Bible tract? Like shame on you for participating in this evil satanic holiday. I realize it's a George Bush voice, <laughs> sort of. I was trying to keep them out of my uh, Southern Christians, but you know they sort of play. <laughs> I,
1: I don't think that that's the way to go about it. If you are in fact in a reverse trick or treat, I would say, I recommend smiling and being nice and giving out yeah. your tracks. Um, you know, I personally, as as uh, somebody who has received plenty of tracks, and I don't believe that Jesus Christ is my personal savior. I like getting some of them. Mm-hmm. Others, I'm not really interested in. Um, but you know, it it just depends on the type. Um, you know the tracks. And, and that upset the way that's done. Um, you know, one time I had a, a a maid gal who um was cleaning my house, and I'm not sure exactly why she decided to leave tracks. I think it's because she found my bong. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. she uh decided to leave tracks at my house, and I'm like, you know, no, I didn't pay you to come here and leave tracks at my house, even though you did clean. Yeah. Um, mm-mm. but if you you know
0: offer it to the person and they decide to take it, then that, no, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. There's the Halloween story. It really what it didn't go into hell houses that much. And I, I'm sure I could find another hell house story. I had three of them at least. But it sort of generally covered the wide variety amongst the evangelical movement. Now remember, these are all people and churches that self-identified as evangelical Christians. So they're the most extreme fundamental Christians you can find. And even within the evangelical movement, there was a wide variety of, of acceptance ...for different levels of Halloween, right? Some of them said it's okay to trick-or-treat as long as your parents are there, no mm-hmm. problem. Some of them said, no, not at all, you can't even put a cobweb on your house. you know. And so really, it spanned quite a, uh, a variety of, of, of choices there. And it once again really makes you have to ask the question, how does anybody who wants to believe in a, a god who wants to believe in this Christian God, how does anybody make a determination as to what is the correct path to take? Which religion has the message right? Which religion is teaching the, tr- the one true word, right? Now, of course, I don't believe in any of it. I'm an atheist, but st- the question still remains, and it was a question I was asking to myself when I was becoming an atheist, was, well, how do you know? I, I mean, how do you, p- how do you pick
1: Right, I, you know how how is God going to sit on Judgment Day? Now I am no, not an atheist. Um, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I, I don't believe that a loving God is going to have anything like Judgment Day. But how um, I was taught that Judgment Day exists, and and how is uh, God going to sit there on Judgment Day and ask me, uh, you know, uh, you know, condemn me to hell? And when I say, well, look, I was just I'm confused. God, I, there was all these choices right. out there, and you know I decided not to make any a decision on any of them. They seemed foolish to me. These you know, guys this, say one thing, they the, say something else. This is the mind you
0: gave me and and that's the decision I decided to make. Right. And what if it turns out that it was like it was okay to go trick or treating and uh you were you know you didn't have to go so far and not into not f- no fun land. Right. I mean, how do you I mean, know? is going trick or treating going to condemn you to hell that
1: that right. very action? I mean, I know that there's uh there's holiness Christians out there, people that believe that you can't sin at all. What what do they think? I don't know. know.
0: We'd love to hear hear from you, especially perhaps if you've got a, um, I don't know, a a personal experience with running, maybe going to one of these hellhouses. If you can tell us what it was like. Or perhaps you, when you were younger, were involved on the inside of these sorts of churches. What was the attitude like? Was it just anti Halloween all around? What was your experience? 800 259 9231, or you can bring up whatever you want. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickles CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then amp up. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. And get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month. It's totally voluntary. You know the website's for free, so this is above and beyond all that. This is if you want to help Free Talk Live get on more stations around the country and spread the message of freedom and liberty uh, as far and as wide as possible. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll see that what happens is when you send that money in, it comes in, all pools together, because it's 3 bucks from you and 3 bucks from a whole bunch of other people, it all pools together into the same account. And we take that money and we spend it to reach out to new radio stations and advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. So if you like us, it's a great way to help the show. Amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Still talking about Halloween hellhouses. Want to take your calls if you've had any experience with this, uh, with these things, with these evangelical Christians that apparently believe different things. Some evangelicals believe that a little bit of Halloween, that's okay. Some of them say you can't even go near it. Don't you dare even put a spider web on your doorstep to try to attract kids uh, to give out your little Jesus tracks or whatever it is they do. It's interesting the wide variety of responses. Even amongst the evangelical world, and I'm just curious if you have any experience with any of this. Let's go to the phones. You can bring up what you want. Scott in Carlsboro, Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Scott. Hello, Scott.
9: Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Great.
0: What's on your mind?
9: Well, I just had a similar story there about you know the the uh, and uh, you know I first of all I, I'm not knocking Christians. It's just some of, some of them are kind of comical and yeah. they're. In their beliefs. Uh,
1: and lots of people we, are comical in lots of different beliefs. Sure. Exactly. We're just talking about the comical beliefs.
9: Exactly. Um, my, uh, my kids have uh, a friend whose parents are, are pretty hardcore uh, born-again Christians. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, uh, oh, they almost completely freaked out when we were going to take their kid to see uh, Harry Potter. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. And, uh, you know, because in their church, I mean, they literally talked about it in church. Mm-hmm. about how evil it was the witchcraft and all this other stuff Cuz
0: witchcraft is real or something Yeah exactly <laughs> And exactly,
9: that's giving you know? it a lot
1: of credence you know that uh, the it, in fact um you know that that somehow you can uh, a person can say the incantations and actually get things done in the real world that doesn't make any sense
9: yeah, you know, they're they're maybe they're afraid their uh, kids going to turn their cat into a dog or something, you know, something really freaky like that.
0: I don't know. I I think but, they're just afraid that uh it's hard to put words into their mouth, but I feel like they're afraid their kids are going to slip away from, you know, the hands of Jesus or something like that. Not necessarily that so, they'll become witches, but they'll sort of slip away from uh, the the religion that they're with. Well,
3: the
9: funny thing is, you know, it's it's almost like they're programmed by the church because they were so hardcore against us Harry Potter but yet a few weeks later they allowed their kid to go see uh The Chronicle of Narnia
3: hmm.
9: and we brought it up to him we say well it says the lion the witch and the wardrobe <laughs> right in the title
0: and That's it didn't even
9: register to him
1: yeah,
0: you know, I guess if there's so you're saying
1: you're well, suggesting in, that the in, church, in the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, the witch is bad, whereas in uh, Harry Potter the witch is good.
0: But what about now? Do do Christians allow the um their kids to watch? Oh, somewhere over the rainbow. What is it? Uh, what's that damn movie? Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, do they allow them to watch that movie? Because there are good and bad witches in that movie.
9: Yeah, you know I have no idea. I you know I personally believe that it's all programming from the church. You yeah. know they go to the church. The pastor whoever, you know, gives them their sermon, and it's like they're, they're marching orders, you know. That's that's what they believe, you know, that's their mindset. You're not going to talk, and you're not going to give them any, you know, you're not going to change their view at all.
0: I think you're right, because many of these um, people are not encouraged to think for themselves, and it, it, I mean that's just a fact. They don't like it when you ask too many questions, when you ask when you ask too many prying questions about religion and the uh, the contradictions in the Bible and that sort of thing. They try to brush you off. Well, not, and, that's not true. Um, I've
1: met lots of Christians that want to talk to me about my questions, and um, you know. I, that have done their best to answer them i'm not saying that they've given me they obviously haven't given me satisfactory answers
0: there are there are certainly exceptions to that to that point but i think in general there's there not there's not a lot of encouragement for critical thinking within these religions it's it's doctrine you know doctrinaire this is what you should do this is how you should behave this is what you should watch or shouldn't watch and i think you're absolutely right on that
9: i uh i had another guy you know i always like to push the buttons on people and debate and get them to you know push the envelope a little bit and make mm-hmm. them think and I had this one young guy who was you know, he's a Christian and I don't you know, I I believe in I believe in God and I don't know if I am because uh because I'm afraid of not believing in the consequences or what, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm kinda of trying to cover my butt.
0: <laughs> but so a, you say you personally you believe in God but not necessarily the Christian God?
9: I you know, I kinda of believe in God and I don't know if it's I believe in him because I'm afraid not to believe in them because I have my doubts, you know.
1: Well, I, I have doubts too, but uh, you know the God that I believe in doesn't really care very much whether or not you decide to believe in him. <laughs> well, can you explain that,
0: Mark? Because it's an interesting point.
1: Well, you know, I believe I use this as an explanation for some things that I find uh, inconsistent in the world, and it it makes perfectly good sense to me that uh, there is a God. Um, you know, there's some things from a scientific standpoint that don't quite make sense to me. Fine, I'll go with that, and I believe that people, people. Desperately want to believe in God, and it seems odd that they would, in fact, so many people. It's almost an, it, every almost every culture across the world believes in God. Seems like if there exactly. wasn't one, they wouldn't believe in one. You know that that that, that to me is is uh, proof
0: enough. But <laughs> well, um, that's a know, logical fallacy, by the way, Mark. Fine, argumentum yeah. ad populum. Fine,
1: it doesn't matter, to you know. a, and it wouldn't matter to me that whether you believe in God or not believe in God. So what? Right, you don't, you're not in trying God to save me. Doesn't change anything really.
9: You know, it, throughout, you know, time, people have believed in gods, uh, whether it was the Egyptians believing in sun gods or or whatever. And, you know, to me, it seems like it's almost a comfort zone, because when things are unexplainable and yes. it's too hard for the human mind to wrap around... Yep. There's a certain comfort in being able to say it, it's under it's the gods have control. Yes,
0: that's you know, one it, part it, of it. That's that's one facet of religion. The other facet is control. See, they uh, they want to give people an explanation for the unexplained, but at the same time they want to be able to control their behavior and control the things that they do. In many cases, in the you know the olden days, the church wanted to control their land. So I mean, there's well, yeah. there was a, a serious control aspect to religion as well, and that's why I, I mean I I happen to not believe in a god, that doesn't mean I I, uh, necessarily write off the concept that there could be some sort of being that is more supreme than human beings. That would be, it would be silly for me to say, well, there's nothing else out there. We are the top of the food chain. There could very well be all kinds of other things in the universe. It's just that, uh, would I call them gods? not necessarily, and if they demanded, uh, if, if one of them came here and showed his power or whatever, and demanded to be worshipped, I would resent that. I resent the <laughs> idea that uh, some god would want to be worshipped. No thanks, I don't want to do that, I don't well, I don't worship the state, and I won't worship some deity either.
9: No thank you, I will not wash your feet.
0: There you go. Thanks for the call, dude, we appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, reading. it was a pleasure. Yeah, 800-259-9231. No, we're getting a little off the Halloween topic now. You There's know. no set topic on Free Talk Live. We can go anywhere. Okay. That's why it's Free Talk Live. Uh, so 800-259-9231, whether you want to talk about the religion thing or the the Halloween situation or something completely different. Sound sounds like we've got another call on the line, and I don't know who it is. Hello? Did you just hear someone blow into their phone? It I certainly sounded fire. like it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to Jeremy, in uh, Mar- also in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy.
8: Hey, guys, hey. you know, it
0: all kind of boils back then to the free state. If you- Uh-oh. Jeremy, we're losing your cell phone, my friend. Yeah, let him call back. Uh, yeah, try back, try back. 800-259-9231. I do have a good description of one of the hell houses, like a detailed description of give it, some of the Give it Give it here. We don't have enough time. We might do it in in hour number three. Uh, Also, we are getting a request for something. Uh, Apparently, last night I mentioned we had the the behind-the-scenes story from Ron Paul at The Tonight Show. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get to that either, so hopefully we'll do that as well. In the meantime, we go to Mike in Wisconsin. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Uh,
7: I wanted to uh, talk to you about um, a Ron Paul story I had. Um, Okay. I was in uh, Iowa State. Uh, two weeks ago, for a Ron Paul rally, um, mainly of college kids. And we were, before the rally, we were waving signs on the sidewalk, like, come to the rally, support Ron Paul. And the uh, free speech police came out from the university and told us that we were not in a free speech zone and we were not allowed to wave our signs. And we had to go to a certain cord-off o- area that was designated a free speech zone. And I don't know what you guys think of that. You know, free speech zones on campuses, it's kind of seems ridiculous
1: but I absolutely you I'm a little paid torn to be on, there I'm a little torn on that um it, you know it, it's it's the college's campus, and, and you should be able to decide on your property where people are able to speak and where they aren't. But then but it's again, at the same property. time, um, my tax dollars go to support that college. Um, they get all kinds of money from the state, right. local, um, and federal
0: governments. If the government's involved, then everywhere that's a public area should be a free speech zone. Yeah. So, well,
7: that's what we told the person. We said the, the Constitution says that the entire United States is a free speech zone. I mean, it's, isn't that true? <laughs> no, and, that's uh, not what
0: the Constitution says. Uh, the Constitution says the government should respect uh, free speech in public areas. So, for instance, right. you can't come in my house and start screaming at the top of your lungs. can't yodel outside my window. Right. Yeah,
7: uh, but, you know, on a public campus, I, I wouldn't think that...
0: Tell us the rest of the story in moments. We want to find out what happened to you and your friends here in a bit. This is Free Talk Live, Hour 3, coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching an hour number three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll free line. 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue with the phone calls. We go back to Mike in Wisconsin. Mike, you were telling us that uh, you're apparently a college student, and you and uh, a few friends were doing some Ron Paul outreach, and you were approached by uh, some cops, uh, campus cops, told you to cease and desist, right?
9: Well, actually, I wouldn't
7: call them cops. I'd call them more bureaucrats. Um, they were basically just people in charge of walking around the building and, um, enforcing uh, rules and things like that. Um, they weren't actual campus cops. So but like they campus
0: aides, basically. Yeah, um,
7: okay. you know, just bureaucrats. I would call them, I guess. Gotcha. Um, and basically, they just said, you know, you're in violation of uh, this Iowa State's free speech policies uh, because you are not in the designated free speech zone on campus. And all we were is uh, on the public sidewalk, and I was holding a sign, and some other people were around us, and we were just doing that because Ron Paul rally was going to start in like half hour or mm-hmm. something. So, and when you say it's a get...
1: public sidewalk, um, do you mean that it was a sidewalk outside the university or it was a, a sidewalk within the university? In the center of campus. Okay. Right.
7: Yeah. Public university. And um, apparently, I've, I've heard about this before that some of these universities are coming out with things called free speech zones. And mm-hmm. outside of doing any kind of protesting or any kind of fr- free speech activities, sometimes they'll define it, um, you're in violation if you're not in the designated area. So,
0: campus. what did you guys end up doing?
7: Um, well, basically, I had a video camera rolling, and, uh, so I ended up putting the video of a conversation on YouTube.
0: Oh, great. And we
7: kind of just told them that, uh, you know, you're in violation of the Constitution by telling us to, you know, <laughs>
0: we're
7: doing, and, um, I, I mean, they didn't, uh, they didn't send cops after us or anything, but Good. we kind of just, we were like, well, hey, you know, let's, uh, let's wrap this up, and then we kind of just went towards the rally where the main rally was going on, but, <clears throat> you know, I just thought it was kind of ridiculous, but we did manage to get some of it on video and
0: now up did on you YouTube. did you post the link over the Free Talk Live uh, BBS?
7: uh No, no, I haven't. You um, should do
0: that because I'm sure our listeners are interested in seeing uh, in, interested in seeing the footage. Yeah, I can do assure that. Um, they are.
7: The easy <laughs> so. way maybe to find it too is maybe just do uh, do a Ron Paul Iowa State search on YouTube and should be able to find it that way as mm-hmm. well. But I'll try to post it as well.
3: Very and, uh, one
7: Last thing about Halloween, uh, yeah. I was going to lay up personal experience. I grew up in a fundamental uh Baptist uh pastor's home.
0: Oh, um, preacher's kid.
7: Yeah, and, tell uh, trouble. <laughs> so I want to talk about the most hardcore um Christian beliefs that's uh, how I grew up and we were always uh, told Halloween was evil and never allowed to trick or treat or anything mm-hmm. and um, we would actually uh have, pull the curtains on Halloween when people would come to the door and shut off all the lights and so we weren't they'd think we weren't home or something and wow, you know it was weird. total little prohibition
0: against it. Hmm. Now, what did that, how did that end up um, how did the how did you end up Did you up feel as a left out? Kid? Oh, yeah, okay, that's another good question, Sure, We'll go with that one first. Did you feel left out from Halloween?
7: I definitely felt like I wasn't getting my share of the candy, for
1: you,
0: sure. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, that's what kids
1: are worried about candy. I mean, that's right. an important thing to them. It, it you know, they're they're addicted to that stuff like crack. And <laughs> you know, I, I I there was this little girl who was at the Christian school that I went to and I remember specifically. There may have been other kids, but I remember specifically her parents did not want her to participate in the Halloween festivities that we had at the Christian school that I went to. So she'd go sit in the principal's office, and I, I imagine they gave her a coloring book or something mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to occupy her time with while she was in there. But the rest of us had a little party, and she sat in the principal's That's office. So
0: sad. Now, I'm curious. The the sort of the stereotype of the preacher's kid is somebody who falls away from the church and doesn't, or they go, they become sexually promiscuous or starts drinking at a young age or using drugs, that sort of thing. How did you turn out?
7: Um, I was pretty much a um, pretty square kid. I didn't get into too much anything like that. I didn't have my first beer until I was 20. Um, my oh. parents they would still freak out if they knew I had any kind of alcohol <laughs> ever. But um, basically, I, I didn't go too, too far away. I mean, I... I don't uh, go to church regularly anymore, but um, I still basically believe some of the main tenets of the Christian faith, but I really not call myself a hardcore fundamentalist like um, my parents believe for sure.
0: So not as hardcore as the parents. Very interesting. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate the story, and uh, good luck posting that video on uh, the BBS. You know, I got another question. Is he gone? He's gone.
3: Damn.
0: I'm still
1: here. Oh, he's still there. There he is. Do you you feel... (laughs) Do you feel like um, you're betraying Christianity by not uh, uh, being, you know, do, doing what it is that your parents taught you to do? I mean, do you do you always use the uh, Christianity that your parents taught you as the yardstick for whether things are right or wrong? Do you find yourself well, doing that?
7: I've, I've come to realize um, throughout the years that, were my parents, the position they take on their beliefs, a lot of their stuff that they they claim to hold value, it's not really biblical. And if you're going to be, a lot of Christians will say, well, the Bible's my, you know, that's my rule book for life and that. But so many issues fundamentalist Christians take positions on are not in the Bible at all. And so I basically like just realized that if I'm going to. alcohol, gonna, What's
1: that? Like alcohol?
7: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a total prohibition of alcohol is not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just, and the list goes on. I wasn't allowed to go to a movie theater growing up.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, like, no dancing. <laughs>
7: No, not, no dancing or anything, but the thing is, you could watch a movie on TV at your, in your own personal home, but if you go to a movie theater, well, that's you know wrong for some reason. There's evil
0: and in their theaters. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. Let's go to the Amp Line and talk to Ken in Connecticut. You're on Free Talk Live, Ken.
10: Hey, how you doing? Great.
0: What's on your mind?
10: Uh, before I change the subject, I just wanted to bring up something a previous scholar had said about uh, the Harry Potter, I think. Yeah. Uh, my father is actually, he works for a church, and uh they were doing a book club and somebody brought up the vinci code and, and all the all the parishioners were going crazy how the book had to be banned and they shouldn't even talk to they shouldn't even speak the name of the title hmm. and the priest actually was the one that said that's ridiculous you know it's just a book read it enjoy it huh.
1: hmm. Well, so, that's kind of interesting is, is these guys got the right uh, opinion you prohibit things and there's people out there that are gonna want to uh, read that book
0: absolutely
3: exactly
10: Um, But the reason I called, actually, was uh, locally one of the questions on our town ballot is about open space. Uh, The town has come up and say they want to purchase the land that's open to prevent it from going to uh, developers for condos and whatnot.
0: Oh, what an awful idea.
10: Well, their their reasoning is that if the condos buy it, then we're going to have to spend more in taxes on education and whatnot. What? Yeah, Exactly.
0: They're going to what? They don't want more taxes? I don't understand that. I <laughs> thought the reasoning would be it's sprawl and we don't want no, we don't want any new development here. We want things to be like they were in 1950.
3: <laughs>
10: you would think, but they're they're saying that uh, you know, the more more condos would mean more kids and that means putting more kid, people oh. in school and hmm. more more a uh, burden on the, on the taxpayers. They say. I don't know. Are well, parents more likely to the, buy
0: condos? Then I'm sorry? Are, are our parents more likely to buy condos or something? I don't um, know if
10: that's necessarily the case. Well, it tends to be what's built around here. So they know? just
0: don't want anybody new coming into town, because if you b- build yeah. new structures, there's a chance some people with a kid will come in.
10: Well, that was actually leading up to my question. Once the government owns all the land, then what?
1: <laughs> then, right, you, you know, and this is, the your economy dies. The government's been trying yeah. harder and harder to, to take possession of all land that it can get its hands on, and this mm-hmm. is just this isn't what the intent was. That's with government, you yeah. Th- that's socialism. That's c- control of the land by an educated
10: elite, supposedly. Well, that's what educated. they do. That's what these governments do. Then they decide who's worthy of of residing on the land. Right, precisely. Bizarre stuff. It's sick. It's a sickness,
0: and that's one of the reasons why the Free State Project is so important to me, so we can get people together and put a stop to this madness. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. This is going on here. Julia was just sharing with me earlier tonight, there's a little questionnaire. As you may know, she's running for office here Mm -hmm. in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, as a uh, city councilor. And the question that she was asked was, what's the number one issue facing the city of Keene at this time? Mm -hmm. And, of course, her answer was taxes, because taxes are tremendous. Property taxes are outrageous here. And the opponent, the the, the incumbent, the guy who's in office, the professional lawyer... His response was, well, uh, there hasn't been a new master plan in over 20 years, and Keen needs a new master plan and he, uh, in order to be ready for the future. We need a plan, and that's what they want. They want to plan and control the entire economy. They want to micromanagement. Uh, micromanage because people it. cannot plan um, for their own property themselves. Well, that's what they believe. They believe they know best. They've been educated. Phones are loaded up. We've got Van Chewbacca is actually on the line. And, uh, Charlie, your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And, Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free, including the archives, an entire year's worth of the show, front page of the website for your downloaded convenience at freetalklive.com. Enjoy them on us. The Republican
1: Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government and free enterprise principles all within the GOP. Visit RLC.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's RLC.org for the Republican Liberty Caucus.
0: Lots to talk about. Take your calls first. This is your show. Let's go to the phones. Ladies first to Kathy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Kathy.
11: Oh, are you there?
0: Hi. What's on your mind?
11: Um, well, I'm at work, so i got to make this quick. All right. But okay. As I listened to you, it dawned on me that being an atheist, as you guys... Are you both atheists?
0: No. I am. Mark is not. I'm a deist.
11: Okay. Um, so all I can ta- say to you is that there is a... all This is all over the board, this Christianity religion thing. Sure is. And Jesus Christ made it very, very simple. There's There's... A difference between religion and Christianity. If you follow Jesus Christ, you have a personal relationship with him. And he made it very, very easy for us to do that if we just took the time to read what he has to say.
1: Now, are you aware that um, Jesus is actually a mistranslation of a guy whose name was Yaheshua?
11: That is our translation of it. It does not matter, and it doesn't even matter if but you it's get a, into somatic. I understand a semantics, we are going but to I understand say what Yeshua you're saying. But, or do, but don't, you th-
1: don't you think it's it's a little weird and um, confusing to a guy like me who might you know think that it's important that the uh, the the religious documents that I'm reading are true and correct that they're in fact you know misspelling, mispronouncing the guy the, the actual God's name.
11: Actually, if you actually really get into the study of the documents and where we got our Bible in real seriousness, you will find out if people like C.S. Lewis did, who started out as a very, very intense atheist. I've read Mere Christianity.
1: I have read Mere mere Christianity. I have actually read the book.
11: Okay, just so you know that. There is more proof for the Bible than there is any other document in our history.
3: Proof that it exists?
11: There is more proof for the Bible than there is any other document in our history.
0: What do you mean when you say that? That doesn't make any sense, but okay.
11: (laughs) Well, when when they started translating the Bible, they were very, very careful. What they did was they'd have a whole line of people translating these verses. And they would they would they would count the words and the syllables and actually every not syllables every single letter that went into the Bible.
3: Yeah, that's and, true. And that's if that's what, what the Jews would right do, and that's what the end. tribe
1: of Levi, when they um you know when they when they transcribe these things, that's true. But you know that of course the King James um, version slipped in uh, references to the Trinity, and you know that's just a bunch of crap, right? What
11: the Trinity? Yeah. No. Okay. They they slipped in okay, references. Okay, the basic the only thing I want to say to you because we could go in all over the board right. here in all and different arguments. Right. That's really the problem. <laughs> we could go into all different kinds of arguments all over the board, okay? Mm-hmm. The the basic premise of Christianity is not money grabbing or power and and the crusades was totally not a Christian thing. Right. All of those things were absolutely against what Jesus Christ taught. It was very very simple to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You have to re- come to the realization that he did what he said he came to do. He is who he says he is. If that is not true, then he's a maniac and a liar. Now, how can you and have a none relationship? Now of it, now, now, David K- none David of it Keresh- matters at all. Now, now, that's da- the da- now, hold pre- on just a pre- second.
1: Pre- Before you go on, David Koresh claimed to be all of those things. Was he a maniac and a liar? Absolutely. Okay.
0: There you go. But well, he claimed to be Jesus, though, right?
1: Right, he well, claimed to be the Savior. what I'm
11: telling you, what I'm telling you is that it's, you have to come to that decision in your life. Which God gave us free choice. And if there is a God, and if he created this universe, and we didn't just come out of primordial ooze, mm-hmm. then he is the ultimate truth. And nothing that we believe matters unless it... So, if nothing unless else it matters. If I decide end, that Jesus is a maniac believe. and a
1: liar, if I decide that that's true, and I don't believe that for a second. I believe that uh, you know, people used um, Jesus' name in order to create a religion to, um, to get power and money. But if I did believe that Jesus was a maniac and a liar, on Judgment Day, am I going to go to hell?
11: You will not partake of his kingdom. Whose Wherever kingdom? you end up is going to be by your own choosing. But you will not be in his kingdom. Uh-huh. And that's where I, the rub is. I didn't really choose to come here, nor did I choose to have that
1: decision put in front of me. Don't you think that he's sort if of If he created that the
11: universe, uh-huh. then it is his decision to make. Right, so he's going to send me to hell. no you. He, actually, you know, he did not create hell <laughs> right. for man. He's,
1: he's putting the scenario in my head. He's putting the okay. the, the roulette the, No, the, he's the, just the, telling the you, I give gun you gun three choice. For, now, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. Slow down once. Let me change the s- scenario here, Mark, because you, Mark, you know about the Jesus thing. You went to church, you went to the, right. the you, religious you school. you too much past me. Now, mm-hmm. what about somebody who I don't know, lives in the forests of the Amazon, and they've never come across any Christian uh, what do they call them? missionaries? They've Romans. never come across a missionary before And so you've got some tribesmen. What will happen to that person when he dies? He just automatically goes to the bad place?
11: Are you asking me? Yeah, you. If God is who he says he is, is, that means that he is perfectly just. There is no darkness in him at all, Scripture tells us. If that is true, then those people will have ample time and understanding in their realm of who God is to them and he so it doesn't will have anything them to do according with Jesus to then. that understanding.
0: So you're saying if there's no Jesus in their life, if they haven't been told about the Jesus, then if they don't believe in it then it won't matter for them. You're saying they if they have Because a, he's
11: perfectly fair.
0: If they so so if they believe in the sun god, then you're saying they'll go to heaven?
11: In Romans it tells us in chapter 1 of Romans it tells us that everybody has has a perfect amount of faith in them. And God has given us, by everything that he has made around us, the ability to know that there is something bigger than themselves. I'm paraphrasing It's very, this, it's very interesting. I don't have the Bible in front of me. So no, that's, that's right. what Atheist. it tells us. So that means that that's God all... is perfectly fair.
3: Hmm.
11: Okay, so you can't so make him case, unfair if he is God. So if, it's, if he's perfectly fair, then how
0: is it fair to demand that everybody accept this Jesus concept? He doesn't. So that I thought you said that he did earlier. So if I no, I did not
11: say that. You said that. Okay, I'm just trying to understand. Okay. Okay, then let me tell you. the difference is is that he gave us free choice. Now, what does that mean? It means that if you are to love, you have to choose it yourself. Well, I I can love. I love my girlfriend
0: and I love my kitty. That's not what I mean. But you choose that.
11: You can't have that shoved down
0: your throat. Right, so I've chosen to love people and be a good person. So if I live my life as a good person, I don't harm other people, but I don't believe in Jesus or the God or any of that stuff, then what will happen to me when I die?
11: You will, go into your, you will stay in your own realm, and you will only go as far as you are allowed because you have chosen not to step into the realm of God, who is the very creator of everything, and that's the difference.
1: Now, I got a question for you here. Um, this fair, just God. Let's imagine um, quickly that I have a, a, a child and I tell them, you know, I give the, you know, I put some candy about the house and I tell them specifically, don't take this piece of candy here. I don't tell them why. I, don't, I give them no explanation or anything like that. But I've actually put rat poison in the candy. Doesn't that kind of sound like the Adam and Eve story? No. It sounds exactly like it to me.
0: Hey, thanks for Absolutely the call. We really not. appreciate you dialing in tonight. 800 259 9231. I just, you know, just like questioning the Christians when they call in because they all have such different beliefs. It's belief. you know, she didn't I think, believe in the. I think thing. God is fair and just. I just don't think He'd send any of His uh, you know children well, to hell. She didn't say hell. She said some other thing. Right. One By the way. Ways, it's free, free Talk not be there. Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just three dollars a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. Join the fun on the BBS Free Talk Live bulletin board system. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com and experience the over 250,000 posts that are there. Lots to talk about, serious issues, to fun stuff. You'll find it all, and it's all totally free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does this bother you? Well, it bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, listen. uh, let's talk to Van, listening in Alabama on WVNA. Hello, Van.
12: Hey, how you doing tonight? Hey,
0: Good sir. great! It's it, we. I don't think we get more than one call from Alabama uh, from the WVNA listeners per year. So congratulations, you're our, I think our first caller this year because we're de- we're time delayed there. which is Well, why. I, I
12: know yarn. Yeah. I'm fixing to tell you why. When I started listening, to you idiots,
0: I was a <laughs> Christian
12: and Democrat, and now I'm an atheist and anarchist. <laughs> when When you're from Northwest Alabama, you know uh, I really am a deist. When people ask me. uh being an atheist is still a stoning offense here.
3: Oh my know. goodness!
12: <laughs> good enough for Thomas Jefferson and uh, I don't
3: and know. Maybe Thomas
12: Einstein. Jefferson might have, I might have claimed. I, it.
1: I think Thomas Jefferson claimed to be a deist. Yeah, yeah he did. That's yeah. what he was saying. It was good. Deist oh, is okay. good enough for Thomas Jefferson. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I claim to.
12: Well, the lady before me there, she must not have went to a private church, of Christ Bible school over twelve years like I did, and uh, changes your opinion on a lot of things.
1: Yeah, some people had very you know, bad experiences with Christianity. Christianity, um, you know, the religion and the people that are, um, you know, that that uh, enact the religion. I think it's I think it's hurt a lot of people. A lot of people are really stung by it. I personally am, and you know, I, I I still go to church, but I go to a Unitarian church where they don't shove that stuff down your throat. And I like the experience of going to church. It's just, man, some of the beliefs that they have are they're painful. <laughs>
12: Tell me about. It. Uh, no, the main reason I called, uh, I, well, one thing, I find it hard to listen to y'all because I believe, like y'all do, you know, the uh, well, just to give you an example uh, about the government, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the local channel I listen to, 90% of the commercials are public service. It's uh, Justice Department and the Ad Council, Defense Department and the Ad really? Council. Wait, Council you mean
0: for, on the radio? Yeah,
12: Council for Drug Control. Ramp stoppers where they'll pay you a thousand rat on your neighbor. You now, know
0: what times do you normally listen? I'm curious. Uh,
12: you come on here at eight Central Daylight.
0: Right. So you're normally a nighttime listener, though. Uh, yeah. I can give you an explanation. Uh, the no. reason for that is when you're, and I doubt those commercials appear in our show, but in other syndicated programs. There when, you go. Well, when, um, for instance, when they they haven't sold all of their commercial inventory. They have to fill the commercial time with something. It's either that or it's dead air. Oh, uh-huh. so they okay.
12: Use they're in the second and third hour here. That's after you're off.
0: Yeah, exactly, here. exactly. I so see. whatever show I that see. is, I don't know what it is on that station, but uh, that's what they're doing. And it's probably because the station you're listening to, WVNA, by the way, great station. They've been on board with our show for over a year and a half, maybe even almost two years at this point. We love yeah, WVNA. I'm not
12: complaining about them. It's just right I see now why it just seems a contradictory
0: <laughs> right, so that's there's there's two levels of commercials that you hear. This is these are this is like the inside radio secrets. Okay, so when you're listening to yeah. a commercial break on a national radio show, you hear two ty- types of commercials. You hear the national commercials, which go out to every radio affiliate that that radio show has, and then you hear the local commercials. So if you if you hear anything for a local business at all, you know that's coming from your local station. Um, and if you don't hear anything for local businesses, it probably means they just haven't been able to sell their nighttime show. Um, that, you know. That's yeah. And, and you know that's
12: that my it. my favorite part about the show was when I hear that uh, lady say, "And Julie."
0: Oh, Julia! <laughs> you like Julia? Yes, she'll uh, she'll be back with us next week. She can't uh, yeah. can't do uh, it. The
12: main reason I called is about this free state in New Hampshire. Yes, yes sir. sir. If that don't work out, come down here to North Alabama. <laughs> uh, there's two counties over is Winston County in Alabama uh-huh. during the Civil War. Uh, They met. They didn't want to succeed. Uh, They wanted to succeed from the Union and the Confederacy.
0: Oh, really? Wow, that's pretty cool.
12: They had a vote at a place uh, called Looney's Tavern.
0: Mm -hmm. Not the the best place to have a vote.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're smart people. Uh, The Mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, county seat is haleable. Alabama, and that's where the 911 emergency phone number started. So huh. we, we got a little sense down
0: here. Interesting. You know, Van, it's been a great call, and I hope you'll call us again sometime because we just don't I'll get do enough callers from your area, and you don't have to listen live to call in, as you just found out. So thank you for it. We appreciate it. And have a great night. and we'll uh, We'll bring more Julia on the air just for you, okay? Thanks, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the highlight of his listening week, is hearing her say, hi, I'm Julia. It's <laughs> well, it's, cool. it's nice. To, you don't hear a lot of uh, women doing talk, talk radio, radio. You yeah. sure don't. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, also to, uh, to any of our radio listeners, if you're listening to the show and you really like what you're hearing, call up your local station and talk to the program director and tell him thanks. Tell them thanks for airing Free Talk Live, because these are the stations that are really the, the trailblazers. I mean, we've got 31 stations now. It's taken us three years of being syndicated to get to this point. And it's because of stations like WVNA and KGEZ and KSCO, these, these stations that have come on board early, to support Free Talk Live and put us on the air, that that we're where we are today. So give them a call and and tell them thanks. They'll really appreciate it.
1: During the American Civil War, the county um, of Winston refused to join the Confederacy and declared itself the Republic of Winston. The county felt (laughs) that if the state could um, secede from the Union, the county could secede from the state. Damn right. popular and colloquially known as uh, the Free State of Winston. (laughs) And the sale of alcohol is prohibited in the Free State of (laughs) Winston, making it a dry county.
0: It's going to be hard to get some of those free staters to Winston, I can tell you that. They like their beer. Yeah, well, it's, uh, that,
1: that's that's not great, but uh, I I sure like, I that, like the, uh, the spirit. I like the idea. Yeah, the spirit of it. Yeah,
0: exactly. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go and talk to Jeremiah, listening in Montana on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremiah. Howdy, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
13: Hey, uh, first off, I guess I want to say uh, appreciate what you do, and uh, I'm listening to you. I'm at uh, KZ. Yes, KGEZ. Yes, in, K- uh, K-G-E-Z. Yes, uh, see, in fact, I've got good news the,
0: uh... for uh, real quick. Good news for Callispell listeners. Uh, KGEZ is expanding Free Talk Live. We are going to be on Saturday nights, starting this Saturday. So you'll get the full three hours of the show on Saturday nights from here on out. Pretty
13: cool. And we got the uh, big rally starting tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock at the uh, radio station. Uh, oh yes calispell it's the big ron paul rally right oh, right i was on, on the phone with
0: uh with elizabeth over there the program director of the station and, and not only have they got i mean they've actually got ron paul on the phone for an interview is he going to be there in person or just on the phone on the station
13: well we're hoping that he'll drop in by parachute but it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, he'll he'll be on at 11 o'clock i guess uh, very cool very cool yeah. uh, anyway I was, I was calling about this uh religion issue i guess and yeah. uh, i guess i'll tap into that a bit um I have a lot of friends that are Native American, and I kind of follow uh, that type of belief. Mm-hmm. And it seems like uh, it's all, here in the States, it seems that it's all this God and, and Jesus, is, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, that's fine. It, you know, if that's what you believe, that's great. There's lots of different types of religious here in the States, you know. Sure. And, you know is it because i follow a different type of religion that i'm wrong and and uh and it's going to be a real hot place you right. know Right, Uh, that's the attitude, and that's That's one of the things. That's
1: one of the things that I I really don't like about Christianity. That if you don't believe the crap that we're telling you, you're going to go to hell. But I don't
13: tell them that. Right.
1: No, exactly. How how many religions do that? And it's really only this one particular religion. You know, don't the Muslims? uh, Judaism. As far as I'm concerned, it's all the same thing. Judaism, um, Islam, Christianity. It it all came from the uh, Zoroastrian fire god worship. You know, out there in the desert. of uh, the Middle East, and it's, it's been, in order to gain power and money um, over people, they've, they've sort of manipulated it. Hell right. not even really mentioned in the Bible. I mean, you know, there's this whole
13: uh, lake well, at least of fire it's thing. A dry heat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and,
13: and you know i'm happy for those people they have something to believe in sure. and and also the camaraderie of uh meeting every sunday and and uh, the church organizations absolutely the, the people get together and they picnic and they go camping yeah, whatever that's they do it's that's just the wonderful. attitude i'm all for it's, it man. yeah it's just and the I attitude
0: it's great hey
13: thank but you for calling i thought your call was great
0: but you'll have to call us again because we're running out of time more on the way We um this is free talk live Live at your show. Short on time. Probably not enough time for your calls, but I'll give you the number anyway. 800 259 9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are completely free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then do shop with us at Amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. And I was just looking at the numbers today, and in fact, the August numbers our our biggest numbers ever, bigger than November of last year and December of last year, not combined, but bigger than each of those months, hmm. which of course was the Christmas season. So um, was it one purchase? You know? No, I don't. I haven't actually looked at the uh, the purchase breakdowns, okay. but usually we sell you know a few thousand items a month, so I I can't imagine it would just be one purchase. Hmm. Uh, So things are going well. People are shopping at Amazon.freetalklive.com. You're getting the deals on the products that you are interested in. The same deal you'd get off Amazon anyway, Right. but we happen to get a little Vig off of it. Yeah, exactly. So start your shopping at Amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phone calls here. Short on time, uh, let's talk first to Chewbacca in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Chewbacca. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Do you have anything else besides that? (laughs) (laughs) Now Chewbacca, you're actually coming out to Keene, New Hampshire tomorrow (laughs) afternoon as I understand it (laughs) <laughs> He's going to be here uh, out on Central Square, which is the center of town, doing a, uh, a, a, like a, a not a protest, a sign waving for right, Ron right. Paul. It's going to be the, I love this, by the way, this, and I'm getting all this from his press release. I don't know who his agent is, but uh, it, the press release was written in English. So uh, apparently it's going to be the Ron Paul Rebel Alliance. Excellent. How cool is that? You know,
1: I, I have have uh, ordered a uh, Captain America outfit off eBay, and I'm I, I was thinking about doing the same thing, but uh, I don't think I'm going to have it in time. Obviously not. What would have your
0: it time. What would your group be called? You would uh, have to have a cool name like Ron Paul Rebel you know, Alliance. If you're If you're doing the uh, Captain America thing, you just have a sign for Ron Paul. Yeah, I see. Chewbacca, any other thoughts for us tonight? <laughs> thank you for the call. We'll see you tomorrow afternoon It's uh, so good uh, well, I'm I mean, amazed that he waited fifty minutes so he could uh or forty <laughs> minutes so he could groan <laughs> well you
1: you you did his commercial for his, yes. uh, his call yes, for him and exactly let this be a lesson to the uh the prankers out there just it doesn't take too much no. creativity
0: yeah it doesn't count as a prank when you call in curse on the air it doesn't no. count. Yeah, it's right. just dumb. Let's talk to Roger in Santa Cruz, listening on KSCO. Hello, Roger.
5: Hey, guys. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Mark, you we were talking about some neighbors you had that had a bunch of junk cars in their driveway or down their front yard, and you got rid of them. Yep. You remember that, paying 100 bucks to have them get rid of the cars? Yep. Now, in a, in a governmentless society, say I got a neighbor who got a bunch of junk cars, I give him 100 bucks to get rid of them. He doesn't get rid of them.
0: Well, you you pay him afterwards. You give you uh, tell him after he gets rid of the cars. Well, he'll wait, get hold them on, with just his a bucks. second.
1: In a, in a, in this society here, if you pay your neighbor a hundred dollars to get rid of his cars and he doesn't get rid of them, what are you going to do? <laughs>
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, I don't I'm, suggest. I'm, I'm principal, but
1: right. I don't suggest for a second a government a governmentless society. That's I, my job. I, I'm, I'm not a proponent of yeah. that. But um, you know, I can't ask you some tough questions when you call in and ask me that.
3: <laughs> You're right.
5: You're Anything right. else
1: on your mind tonight, Roger?
5: No, no, that was it. There was a lot of stuff I wanted to talk in about how Christians should be following the Old Testament and they, they're they not doing that and how this is hell because carbon existence is 666 and stuff like that. You know, But you're short on time. Oh,
0: no, there's so. all kinds of – there's so many different ways to rag on the Christians. Feel free to call back any old time you want with that. Thanks for the call, dude. <laughs> 800-259-9231. And I, so, I don't have anything against Christians. I don't. It's just easy to make fun, that's all. No, I, no I'd make fun of other religions if I knew more about them. Now, like, hold
1: like they they're funny too. I didn't uh I only made fun uh, double, the, double only, the only thing trouble. that I had a, a problem with is that uh, if your religion, you know, interferes on your kids getting candy and having fun on mm-hmm. Halloween, I've got a bit of a problem with that just because yeah. I think it's kind of a the mean party thing pooper to do. Religion. Um and then the lady called in to evan- um, evangelize us. So I mm-hmm. asked, you know, her some some questions that I often have. Um, I haven't been too mean towards the Christians tonight have I? I don't think so. Okay, okay, good. I mean, I I just don't want to make it seem like we're trying to say... Christianity is stupid. No,
0: no. You should have your religion. It's just, please, you know, just don't try shoving it. Don't shove it down other people's throats. And I'm not saying all Christians do that. They don't. It's just that the problem with Christianity is there's so many different types. So you could run into one person who calls themselves a Christian, and they could be very, very uh, forceful with their religion and, uh, you know, (laughs) trying to constantly recruit you and shame you for being a bad person and that sort of thing. And that'll that'll taint your, your viewpoint of anybody else who calls themselves a Christian. That's all. It's just, they just need to, I don't know, differentiate themselves better.
1: Right. Uh, you know, I think that my biggest problem with uh, Christianity is is likely the um, some of the Christians. You know, just some <laughs> some of the, the ones that are, you know, just so forceful with it. And,
0: and you know, there's I'm sure there are really outrageously uh, annoying witches out there. People that, uh, the pagans. I, I, I can tell I've you. I've never met them. I but mean, I, you know,
1: even, even atheists come in. I work with an annoying atheist. You are talking about me? Yeah, go ahead. I
0: don't know. I don't try to recruit anyone you, to atheism. Oh, but you will. I, I don't you say wave about your
1: me. atheist flag any chance you get, my friend. What, if, what? if somebody says "God bless America," well, I'm an atheist. I mean, the the, the you know the <laughs> slightest mention of God or whatever in passing, and, and you've got to you know jump right That's in. That's not you. true. You're it blowing blown out of proportion. True.
0: That's right. Every, I sit in my house all day long every day too. Right? Not every day. Oh, okay. Let's continue with the calls. Talk to Scott in Santa Cruz, listening on KSCO. Hello, Scott. Thank you. Hey, what's Um, on?
8: Yeah, no, I'm neither a communist nor a witch, but uh, I'm libertarian enough to to understand that a parent has a right to raise their child. You know, uh, when they they'll be soon old enough to know to choose for themselves. That's not why I called. Am I correct in understanding that a deist believes that that God made everything? but then uh, kind of like wound the clock and instead it in motion, doesn't really
1: care about the outcome of it? Eh, that's pretty much what the deist okay. line is. But uh, I'm, I'm you... not, before you go on, you know, it's not like I've read any deist books and said, yeah, that's what I am. It's just a term that I pick that's kind of close. Are, are, you,
8: are you aware that you're a, pansy, uh, a pa, uh, pantheist? That's I, I don't
1: even... He okay. is definitely a pansy, but I don't think that's oh, what no, no, he said. Pantheist, Pan, pantheist I believe, yes. what, in all God, and that God is what?
8: I, I, no, exactly what I just said. You know, that he created everything, set it in motion, and then doesn't care about the the outcome. That's pantheism. I'm a panentheist, Is the reason I brought it up. Okay. Which means I believe exactly the same thing, only that I believe that God cares very much about the outcome of everything. A sparrow doesn't fall without him feeling it. So, um, you know, also uh, about the fruit. Yes, you're right. No parent would say, uh, don't eat this apple. Interesting. A, a spiritual, you know, there are two, two trees in the midst of the garden, the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A uh, tree of life
0: Bible it, it doesn't here. say you
8: have to be a Christian. It doesn't say you have to be a Christian. It just says whosoever. And there's many people who never heard of God worshiping their own gods who are going to end up in heaven because of the people. Well, that's interesting. God is in all of us. We are all gods. It
0: so, says that. In I the like Bible. that viewpoint. I you, like the viewpoint that we're all. I, gods. I would agree with that. Do you think it that people? It says that
8: in the Bible, brother. Uh, Psalms 82.
0: Well, it says a lot of things in the Bible. It, it says you should have says. sex with your daughters in the Bible at one point. So oh, you know, no, at least I think so. Lot did.
8: I get I on mean, you know, there's all kinds of things in there. Hey, my friend, your phone uh,
0: your phone does not sound so hot. We've got to go, and other calls are on the line. But I appreciate the call. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Ken in Ann Arbor, Michigan, listening on WAAM. Hey, Ken.
13: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, actually, I, I really wanted to talk about Ron Paul, but hearing all this religion talk, um, I just wanted to say that I was pretty much, you know, I'm to this day I'm pretty much a hardcore Catholic, but. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I pretty much you know accept the
7: sacraments for what they are, but as far as the people and the pope and the whole deal, like I don't sit there and you know suck up every word that uh, hmm. you know,
1: say uh, uh, you know as far as major religions you know as far as denominations of christianity go i like catholicism it's got style you know they they've got a lot of uh, the vestments and and the way they dress and you know they're all over the globe there's there's things i like about it they like little boys oh come on That's, <laughs> that, it's a problem with the way they um you know have their you know the way they don't allow priests to marry, to have sex, right, or have sex, or any of those things, yeah. and that's that's a problem that has resulted in you know their their current dilemma. But I, I'm sure that they'll Plus, figure it out that,
0: that they need to let priests get married like they do in the Anglican Church. You got time for like 10 seconds left, man? What else you got? Anything?
7: I just wanted to ask you real quick about Ron Paul and your the last one couple last uh, callers were talking about uh, him in Montana so today or tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. What about, uh, What am I supposed to? Are you asking me what I know about that?
3: Yeah, basically.
0: He's going to be in uh, allegedly in the Montana area, if not by phone, on that particular station. So you probably won't be able to listen to it. Uh, but you can always get the latest online at uh, ronpaul2008.com. And call us again sometime, Ken. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.